now. All right, all right. Episode 141. 40. See how easy? Yeah. 141 episodes in, I'm just about out of things to say. <laughs> never well, let's talk about that hair. Look at that. Look at that. A year yeah. in the making. And that's what yeah, we've got. Eight months. Ladies, don't go crazy. Look at this. They're foaming at the right. mouth. Look at him. Ooh-wee. Wow. Yeah. Look at his handsome. <laughs> yeah, see? Did you get your eyebrows so trimmed, too? <laughs> I don't think you went to a, uh, what's that place called? I don't think you went to, like, a Fantastic Sam's. I think you went to, like, a hairdresser. I don't you know? think he went I anywhere. I think he was wearing a wig for the last year. And I think this is he's been <laughs> perfectly groomed the whole time. I was with a merkin. Not even a wig, a merkin. <laughs> I, fucking, I had a wig on my head. We've talked about merkins on this show before. Yeah. Merkins and davening. He's right. He's got it. nothing new to add. Wait, what happened? I said, you're right. You've got nothing new to add. <laughs> well, episode, oh, wait, episode 140 hasn't even dropped yet. I've actually got the video uploaded, ready to go, but I'm so behind on the audio edit. I'm only about a third of the way in. It's been Maybe a... Maybe if you spent less time changing your icon logo on Skype and more <laughs> For the two I, seconds I, we call you, we, ha- we have to see that it's fucking Amityville. We know we're doing Amityville. I took notes on the fucking thing. You took notes on Amityville? Nice. Good job, like, buddy. Yeah. Right. Get out. There we I go. have so many notes. Ratings. Get out. Get out. <laughs> ratings? Yeah. I have a shitload of notes on Amityville, believe it or not. A shitload. I have a shitload of questions about the other, the banishing, but... Uh, I can't remember it, and I watched it yesterday. We'll, we'll get to that later. Oh, God, that's not good. <laughs> Christian, funny. you better have answers for me, then. Well, maybe when I look at my notes, I'll remember. I'm so confused by it. One more, I have one watch. I don't even know what the questions will be. Okay, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. But obviously, we're doing Amityville 1979 and the banishing from Friday. <laughs> Although it drops Thursday. <laughs> They they uh, they drop them on Thursday. I watched it right away. I'm like, oh, it's on now. Perfect. Click, yeah. and I watched it. I've I've been good with uh, Shutter lately. I've I've almost caught up to the new releases. Now was that? Uh, I don't know if it's the same in the states. They just released Zombie for Hire or Zombie for whatever for sale. For, for sale. sale, it came out last year. But is is it officially released this year or is it officially released last year? I know Derek had it as his number one last year, so I'm not sure if it's official. I think it's official because he doesn't usually do that. You're right. Yeah. Well, again, I'm 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 only about 45 minutes in because I popped it on this morning because uh, I was up a little bit early, and I I it, it it stands true. I've yet to see a South Korean film that does not look gorgeous. It, they just know how to frame and light, and it, it, they just look amazing. Which just I, I just get drawn in by the visuals right out of the gate. It doesn't help. It doesn't hurt that it's actually pretty funny as well. So so you were up early watching a movie, but at nine o'clock you couldn't hop right on Skype. You had to I, fucking change your look. How did I know that was going to come back to haunt me? You haircut prick. It's like let me start zombie for sale, and then at nine o'clock when I'm supposed to get on Skype, that's when I'll start updating my Amityville. <laughs> I've been busy this morning. Like, I bloated. I'm fucking with you. The last, we're on the last five episodes of TGAF 13, and I oh, uh, uploaded episode 46. Ah, I, knew, I know ah. that that clap is, I know exactly where he's going with that, that prick. Wait a minute. Wait a minute now. I, yeah, I, I wanted to address this. I saw this yesterday. I gave it a, a wow uh, a sign. I was like, what the fuck? This is the first that, what do you mean last five? What's going on? What's the story here? I don't get this. There's no story. We just, at some point, we well, just knew we were going to end the show. And I just said to Vince, I said, why don't we, 
if we keep going at this rate, we've done the most consistent show since season season two, since our second year. So since 2014 or 15, I guess, because we started in 13, but really 14 is when all the shows came out. And then 15, we're pretty consistent as well, for the most part. And then it just became more sporadic as we went. So now we've been three in a row and we just said, you know what? 50s coming up. I think we're done with this. I think we, we've we've done this genre because it was really supposed to be slasher. <laughs> yeah. Let's 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 talk. Let's do it. I mean, we could do every slasher. Let's do your top fifty slashers. That's what you should do. Christian's top fifty slashers in order. Yeah, but we've, <laughs> well, we've covered most of them already, and then some of them we just said, you know what? We don't know if we could get the same excitement out of them, so we just decided let's end it perfectly. And episode fifty is a perfect place to end it, and maybe we'll do something else. Something How different. bad was know. Heather's appearance on the show that the minute she's on, two weeks later, you're announcing the end of the show? <laughs> it had nothing to do with that. Actually, the appearances have been the best part of the doing this year. I think, except for Vince and I both. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't know. I was never invited. Yeah, yeah. We should be on the last show. It should be, it should be the exploding oh. um, <laughs> Fridays for the last show. The nothing like put me on the spot here. Uh, yeah. We, we've actually decided that I've already got the lineup going. And then for the 50th show, we were hoping that we we're going to do a live again. Because by the time we thought we were going to do it, we assumed we'll it, would be, it would be Halloween time by the time 50 came. And that we would be able to be in my basement recording. Or at the very least, the back fucking yard. We're recording live one way or the other. If we have to sit, stand six feet apart from one another. Your so backyard or Vince's backyard? Whose backyard are you storming? <laughs> Dave, I think episode 50 should be you, me, and Vince, not even Christian. <laughs> Vince probably that'd would agree with that, too. Yeah, that'd be great, man. Suffice yeah. it to say, neither of you are on the roster. <laughs> Damn it. People have heard well, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I if we were doing more shows, like, I mean, I would have tried to get Watson on. I would have tried to get you guys on. No question. But then we're not going to episode 55 or 60. And then I had already invited him. I go, like, oh, shit, I can't renege. Like, Lacey and Dan, already, we already said last year when we were doing Scream 4, they wanted to be on it. So they're going to be on Scream 4. And then I had, um, I guess I can let the cat out of the bag. Uh, Paul Stevenson's going to join us for what? Uh, an episode as well. Yeah. Yeah, I reached out to you him. Got, I, you finally got him to stop running? <laughs> he's gonna do it during a marathon. He's he's, he's, he's gonna, gonna be run it and record it. Fucking, he's gonna run to your place if, if we can let us sneak over the border. He's gonna he's run like all the Forrest way. To Gump. He disappeared. He just started running. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he says he's like he. He said he's been. Ta- I don't know. I don't want to speak for him, but he he's gonna be on one of the episodes as well. And then we've got another another um guy that listened to Dave Radone. Uh, oh, where's he been, Rendoni? Yeah. Well, he's uh, he, he still isn't in TJF thirteen. I guess since we went Patreon, he hasn't. But uh, oh, wow. with this one, That's but anyway, he's he's around and and he uh, he reached out and when he's heard that we were doing guests and he said, "Hey, I'd love to join." And he was like our one of our first people, like pretty much him and Paul and a few of the people that have come in and started listening to Exploding Heads and Twenty Two Shots. Like there are there are our core group of uh, listeners at the beginning. Didn't Alex Harrow come yeah. from TGIF? Yeah, yeah, and uh, JP Adranka. Yeah. Why couldn't Why couldn't you keep yes. him over there? <laughs> he yeah, gets a haircut now. He's all. I'm gonna make it that seem like the haircut is what making him lippy. Like he hasn't been lippy for the past <laughs> fucking twelve months. <laughs> lippy, <laughs> guy. Fucking, fucking lippy. 
<laughs> Lippy. Fantastic Sam over here. Looking like a fucking million. Does that place still exist? Fantastic Sam's? Okay. It was Fantastic Sam's. Then there was a place called O'Hare's. Then there was a place called fucking... Uh, Canada? Whatever the fuck. Fresh Cuts? No, not Fresh Cuts. Hold on. <laughs> fresh Cuts. Um, yeah, Mike Merriman did my hair. I went to Fresh What's that place? <laughs> Wait a minute. What's that place that you get cheap hair? You got the Venom hey, Special. Venom. Fresh Clips. Fresh Clips. <laughs> Fresh, fresh clips. clips. Yeah, fresh, fresh clips. clips. Ve- Venom, Venom cut my hair. Venom, just take a little off the side. <laughs> would you oh, really shit. get your hair cut if Mike was your barber? I want Mike's beard. Yeah, Mike His touch. beard would be in your fucking head when you're like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can stay off Facebook long enough to cut yeah. somebody's hair. Are you fucking kidding me? You'd be, you'd, be live, you'd be live feeding. Be like, Hold on there, B. I'm, I'm on uh, a live feed. Yeah. Here. He'd be Skyping during it. <laughs> hey, wait, guys, wait, what's wait. going on? <laughs> <laughs> I falls asleep during everything. <laughs> God damn it, Mike. I said no red wine while cutting my hair. <laughs> Don't bring it back to the red wine. So anyway, yeah, the delay for episode 140 is a combination of it's be- being a crazy work week because it was actually our March break got shifted because of COVID. So it's now spring break and it was this past week. So the kids were home. I had a lot of virtual training sessions at work which was a nut nuts week and so I, at the end of the day i was just drained and then on top of it all mm-hmm. i knew that mitchell you know when you guest on something and again i don't know if he's been on any podcast before but he's probably dying to hear the episode so i forgot to keep him in suspense for a little bit longer <laughs> <laughs> sorry mitchell <laughs> well by the time he just hears how he's gonna know whatever yeah, I'll hear it at that point, yeah. i keep thinking people are live you know? <laughs> they could I, be live I, I just I just got through the part where we broke you, Dave, last week with uh, oh, the fuck. with the werewolf uh, and the silver bullet and the, yeah, the crippled. I I tried to edit it down because the laughing went on like three <laughs> times as long as what I actually I, I I gotta gotta keep it in because things are being said kind of. Oh, keep it in. I want to hear it. I want to hear. It. I never I never laugh like that. I, I got a fucking. I I, I do it. I was I'm at work. And randomly, I'll be driving or something, and I'll think about that, and I'll start laughing all by myself. Sorry, excuse me. Well, (laughs) that's the stuff that I like, too. And I'll be, like, randomly by myself, too, laughing. And then normally the family's like, are you laughing at one of your own jokes? And sometimes it is my joke, but this time it it wasn't. It happened to be your reaction to it was what was killing me. It's so Dave's reaction to your joke. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't laughing at my own joke. I was laughing at someone's reaction to my own joke. <laughs> but it wasn't even a joke. That's why I laughed because he was saying it in all seriousness. He was like, "This movie," he said, that's, "I think would make you true. maybe even want to be crippled or something." <laughs> he wasn't saying it for uh, for fucking chuckles. <laughs> well, I don't that's know if it was. Funny. That's not exactly the wording, and I don't know if I was saying it like I said. I I'm not trying to make a joke out of it. Yet, no, quite the way how you say it. It was it was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, anyway, mercy. wow, we're all over the place this morning as usual. It's coffee. I think it's like, not Timmy's. I'm just... home, home brew. <laughs> wow, I don't have Timmy's either for once. I have Puerto Rican coffee. Believe it or not, Puerto Rican home yes. brew or Hebrew. <laughs> and you have Hebrews, right? <laughs> I Hebrew to batch myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, we ran out of a Timmy's can last night. My my mother, my wife has a uh, what do you call it? A uh, a couple bags that she has of coffee, but it's Puerto Rican coffee. And um, you know, Good. she told me that she switched it a couple times, but and when I went to work, and I never noticed. So it's fine with me. I don't care. It's good. 
You know coffee. what I look for? Uh, you know when they say free trade? I throw that right aside. I look for child labor coffee. I, that's the coffee <laughs> I want because I know a lot of heart, so blood, sweat, and tears went into that coffee. Typically, it's a really robust. <laughs> Each bean individually picked. <laughs> that's horrible. Coffee. I know. It's I, sh- I shame me that- for that joke. <laughs> Oh, boy, now you had to say that. I was going to, oh, boy, I got to get into this. Oh, boy. uh, (laughs) You know who I sounded like? Fucking the jerky boys. Oh, boy. Remember that one? (laughs) Oh, why don't you just string me up by a tree the way you're talking? Did you ever hear that one? (laughs) Wait a minute here. Hold on just a second. Oh, Lord have mercy on him. I tell you. Well, it has been. Well, before we say this, episode 50 is going to be the end of TGIF 13, sadly. I propose that we wrap up this show, episode 500. No, nope, 500. 500. I oh figured it God. out. I'll be 65. 500. <laughs> no, no, it'll be 10 I'll retire. Years. I can retire. We can, we can one, it's a perfect number. We could retire. Let's let's grow the show hugely. Make a, make two movies at least. Get some funds. And who knows? By that, maybe we'll be household names. Well, not household names, but we, we'll be. Can we make one movie names. at least? <laughs> Like, yes, I just want to make one. Well, can Canada open up its borders? <laughs> no, I don't know, man. That's I, I don't well, think that I don't think that's going to happen until October. A lot of October. good it's done. A lot yeah. of good it's done. You guys have been on lockdown the whole time. You're still getting sick. More makes no sense. The thing you're trying to prevent is fucking. I don't know. I no, don't know we haven't really about. been on lockdown. It seems like we've been on lockdown, but we haven't been. It's because this government is flip floppy. Our provincial government. No, I mean you're not letting and, us in. That's what by lockdown. The, the borders are closed. You're not oh, letting yeah. any outsiders in. That has nothing to do to with COVID. <laughs> it's just an excuse. Long, it was long overdue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't want anybody coming. You guys couldn't do it to Mexico. We successfully did it to you guys. <laughs> right. Just See, keep it quiet. Right Build a wall. Don't say shit. Just close the fucking borders. Done I'm and totally, done. <laughs> you're quietly conservative. I've been saying this all along. It's a master plan by Canada. They come off only, but they're quietly conservative. See, if this country would just, they could have done it the right way and not look like assholes. Yeah. Like Trump could have came in and just said, well, COVID's here. We're just going to shut down everything and not let anybody in. And no, and people would have been okay with it. <laughs> he could have got what he wanted. Think about this. It saved the, what, $100 million, $2 billion? What I don't know what that fence cost. That, that like, chain right. link fence that they put up. <laughs> A chain link. <laughs> well, wait a, a minute. Can, you, is there anything like, can I hop anything to, to get into Canada? Like, what's stopping me from getting into Canada besides the borders? Like, is, isn't it the same thing in the States? Like, how can, you, oh, can you swim up? Maybe you can swim up in the United States or something. I have a wall of dead moose. Yeah, it's a dam. Fucking. It's a dam of dead, dead moose and beavers. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking pelts yeah. of dead moose and beavers. Uh, I suggest you try it, Dave, and see what happens. <laughs> Report back. <Okay. laughs> It'll be an interesting segment, that's for sure. Oh, I tried to. I mean, I broke into the Friday the Thirteenth campground. Why can't I break into Canada? I, I believe I can. I tomato, that's tomato. About the same, right? Yeah, it's about the same. <laughs> yeah, it is about the same. I think I can do it. I think I can fool these Canadians. Same level of security at both. I'll just start talking Canadian to them. You know? Yeah, just start talking. singing those eighty jingles that you fucking know off by heart. <laughs> Ah, right, there you go. When you eat your smarties, oh, do you eat the red like, ones last? Asshole, Ontario places closed. COVID, prick. Get the fuck back. Swim back. <laughs> I, left, I, I, I just left, but I forgot my coffee crisp. I gotta come back. <laughs> you know, I'll say everything Canadian. I'll get in. How man. do you like your coffee? Crisp. And then you'll be, oh, come on right in. You're, you're definitely Canadian. Come on in, yes, sir. Please. I'm a boot. 
Uh, I'm tired here. I don't know. I can come up. <laughs> Let me in my house. Anyway, oh, episode 500, hell? I say. Episode 500, and here's why. Yeah. We just did 140, okay? If we kept going three a year, three a month, three a month for the next 10 years approximately, that would be 36 shows times 10. That's 10 years. That's 500. Holy so 10 years from today. Color, can... You see the color drain from Brandon's face? <laughs> I can do this for 10 more years. I have a lot to say. Holy shit, a 10 lot. years. I was thinking episode 200. And I... <laughs> I was Aww. thinking 150. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so are the I'm listeners for you. By... I'm getting sadder. I was thinking we'd try to wrap it up before TGIF 13. <laughs> <laughs> Who can be done first? Let's race to the end. From yeah, at the same time. Imagine that. They all stop oh, at the God. same time. I got to shave. This thing's getting like itchy, itchy now. I don't know why. Itch. Is that itchy like pizza wraps. pizza? It's getting itchy itchy at Pizza Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years, challenge accepted. Oh my god. That'll be what? The top thirty-five of two thousand thirty-five? Here's how I look at it going down. At some point before that happens, I will be gone and then Watson can come in and you could just emerge Watt Z and this together into exploding Watt Z with Brandon Orlick. I love Watson, but it's... Oh, it's, 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 oh at some it's point, it's got I, I don't know if I can do it. I've got to be honest. I don't think I'm going to be doing this for 10 more years. I'm not... I, I think Dave was sort of kidding. No? I was I was sort of kidding, but I was hoping it could happen at the same time. You never know what can happen. Because I could, yeah. I could totally... But if you ask me, like, can I see myself doing this in 10 years? I hope the fuck not. I hope I'm doing it till the day I drop dead, to be honest. I, well, in that case, two more years. Yeah. <laughs> and if I die in two years... Then so be it. I, 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 this is the only thing I look forward to. Like I plan, I, I plan on dying live on episode two hundred. Can we put in a contingency <laughs> that we have you stuffed so that you could still show up and they, they could just hit record on your end, and then we'll just have you sitting there, and then we could like your daughter could string it up like thumbs up for like the review oh, or thumbs down, like what? Yeah. You're that's gonna be a stuff be cut awesome. out. You're gonna be a stuff cut out in your video room, definitely. Or we'll get like multiple yeah, heads. We'll get multiple heads, and then for the rating, we'll just pop on like an exploding head, a full exploding <laughs> head. Your head will actually explode. This is very morbid, but uh, I, like a yeah, half be cool. I don't head, care. A mild rumble, and it's, it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't mind being used that way. That'd be fine with me. I always say I don't care what you do with my body when I'm dead, but it's I would especially like it to go to. Yeah, I'd like it to be on the show. If anything, that'd be fucking phenomenal. You know, come here and Instead, blow up my head. <laughs> Yeah, I'll you can put my head on that side. mannequin. What do you think, Dave? Ah, shut up. Is that a headless mannequin or am I wrong? It, it is a headless mannequin. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Well, if you die, can we put your head on a mannequin? Or no? With a Jason uh, mask on it. freak out my and, kids. And, and, a, and a clown wig. <laughs> no, we can't bring back the exploding no. VHS garb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see exploding VHS maybe going on for another 10 years. EH, <laughs> no chance. Chris, aka Scott, said, "When's the next episode of Exploding VHS coming?" I was like, "Never." I I only did the second one to kind of save face, even though I'm not in those groups because I said that there's going to be another one next month, so I did another one. But all of the only way ending, the only way I will do a third, and this is this is for the truth. Uh, It's three on the meat hook, and there is just and it's really expensive, rare to get on on VHS. Even the Video oh. Treasures one sells for like 130 bucks or something like that American. You got to uh, go to that one guy who has like every copy. 
Well, that's it. So th- there's a yeah. like they there's this big thing about three on a meat hook, and I just thought because it's episode three, uh, that that would be the perfect one because I would love to just destroy that for shits and giggles. But then somebody would have to say, "Hey, look what this asshole did," and put it in that group just so that guy could see it. And maybe a tear, a small tear. Only VHS episode three <laughs> on a meat hook. I was just gonna say thank you, Beach. Yeah. Yes. And then yeah, I, was gonna... I thought the perfect meat outfit would be Leatherface with the wig. Like, yes, I'm the one that puts people in a meat hook. Fuck this movie. <laughs> You're right. You should. Way too oh, much thought great. has got into this. <laughs> it's okay. You know what I want to do? I'm going to start playing the lottery. And if I hit the lottery, I'm going to buy, check this, every VHS that's really rare, right? And then every time they have a fire sale, see, we'll, we'll get like the, mo- the the top 100 rarest horror ones, okay? And we'll, you can make, I'll send them to you. We'll make a video of it, like, you'll have a three on a meat hook, you'll have a Halloween 2, you'll have a fucking ridiculous movie B was talking about at one time. We'll, we'll think of all the top ones, right? And you can smash every one of them. And then every time there's a fire sale, and somebody comes up and someone advertises it, 120, and then someone below it says, me, or sold, or whatever, then you can put in your video in that thread of you smashing <laughs> Every fucking fire sale. This sounds like this sounds like a wonderful use of your lotto funds. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck saving it and put it in like spreading a spreading joy. Like... <laughs> I'm, I'm spreading joy for us. Maybe not for some people, but yeah. it makes us happy. That's what it, that's what it's about, you know. Make people happy. Don't hurt nobody. You're not hurting anybody by smashing an old videotape, are you? And if you are, well, Fuck em. No. Like if somebody ripped an old Fangoria magazine and made a video and they burned it, well, I wouldn't get mad about it. If they paid for it, it's, it's their right to do whatever they they can wipe their ass with it for all I care. I got mine right here. You know that, what I mean? I'm that would burn saying. if you set it on fire and then wiped your ass with it. What if you wiped your ass first and then set it on fire? Could it happen? <laughs> can shit burn? I don't I, think it could. Why would I want to do that? Well, it did whenever they burn. throw a bag of a bag of it in like any movie that they do that as a Halloween prank. What is it like? Can't buy me love. And, Can't uh, buy me love. Yeah. 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 A bag of shit. You know what I do though? Billy think, Madison. There's a bag around the shit, though. It isn't just turds. It's like a bag or a box with something in it, and they light the box with yeah. a bag on fire. Then the guy I'm comes and steps it out. Flammable materials. <laughs> Don't put it out with your boots, Ted. Don't tell me what to do, devil woman. It's flaming dookie. <laughs> dookie. Oh, yeah, I told you guys that. I screamed that as loud as I could a few nights ago. Scared the shit out of my dad. <laughs> For no reason, you screamed it out? <laughs> For no reason. I was in the kitchen doing something, and I went, Dookie! And my dad's like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, he must think you're crazy. For no reason. You right? just said it, like, out of the blue. <laughs> out of the blue. Out of the blue. And I had to explain. I do this shit all the time, so that's okay. <laughs> out of the blue. You might have thought you shit yourself. You know, you okay? <laughs> you need some Depends. Oh my god! <laughs> like you were announcing, because that's like what a little kid would do. If a little kid shit his pants, he might say that. You know what I mean? T- telling his parents he freaking did a number two in his pants. Dookie! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad none of my kids did that. <laughs> <laughs> I yell stuff all the time randomly in my house. I'm a lunatic. Just a few hours, like an hour ago, I was saying, uh, there's a song. It's called the Smurfs All-Star Show. It's from a Smurfs album back in the day. And I don't know why it was in my head, but it was. But anyway, there's this part of the song where it goes, it really is the greatest. And out of nowhere, I just fucking said it, just walking by my wife in my bedroom. It just popped into my head. I'm not going to say I don't do stuff like that, but I don't know. 
<laughs> the reference of like a Smurfs magical flute or whatever the hell that the show was that you saw. <laughs> that, that's what pops in my head at the time of, I, I say it. Like I said, I make jingles for no reason whatsoever when I'm going to the washroom. It just So I do that stuff. I'm not going to yes. say I don't. Yes. I don't know if I'm just sitting in the middle of the kitchen going, Duke. <laughs> <laughs> no, but try I would. It. It's hilarious. Just try. Just <laughs> randomly do it. See if you can scare the shit out of your kids later. It's the Dookie challenge. Everybody out there, try it. Speaking of it. challenges, drawings, and everything, TikTok. we haven't put together the package. Aren't we supposed to put together the packages that the winners could pick from? And then we go through the winners, and they say, I want I want package. Kind of like old school Wheel of Fortune, when you'd win the round, and you could go, like, you could shop in like, the <laughs> shop. Yeah. shop. I'll, I'll take that couch for $500. Oh, the color TV for 200 And then they're like, you got no more money. <laughs> I can't believe Christian remembers that. My dad doesn't even remember that. I we watch Wheel of Fortune sometimes, and I'm like, Dad, do you remember when they used to used to be able to shop in the showroom? He's like, No. He's like, I have no idea. I'm like, What? You don't remember that? You have to spend cash is king. Yeah, you have to you have to you have to spend all your money. Yeah, but that's what we've got to do. I thought we got to set up the little packages so that we go through the list of winners. I wrote down the list of winners too, so I know exactly in what order they won, and then they get to pick. Accordingly. Well, let's so do it. Five then. I, was, the scraps. I, thought, <laughs> I thought somebody was. Try, I thought they were supposed to come to us and tell us, "Hey, I won. I, no. I want number pick." No, because didn't B already put it up there? Didn't we tell everybody what they were winning on that show? No, uh, just, up for grabs is this. We said we have this, this, that, and the other thing, but we've got to actually, I think, list it. So okay, that's that, fair. Yeah. No, you're right. We're, leave I it just to us. Stand again. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> of course you. Did. Oh, it wouldn't man. be a show without. Couldn't have a show without you over here. You know that Oh, check it out. So Scooby Doo. You know, I yeah, didn't know until I listened to. I did. Yeah, I didn't Scooby listen to, when I listened to his and hers horror podcast. Okay, JP and Carly. I didn't know until I listened to them because they were talking about it like two months ago, longer. And I forgot to mention it at the end of the show. At the end of the song, they say, "I know we'll catch that villain." I never knew that. All, as a kid, I always thought they were saying, I know you'll catch that feeling. And I never knew until they said it on that show. I feeling. know you'll catch look that at, Look at Scooby feeling. catching feelings. Yeah. Was he, he Snoop Dogg? Yeah. <laughs> he, he catching feelings. <laughs> Did you guys Scooby know it was catch that villain? Did you guys know that was the lyric, catch that villain? I stopped thinking about it, I don't know, about 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but even at that age, you don't remember what you thought? Like, I heard the no. song, and I was like, wait a minute. All joking aside, I actually love Scooby-Doo. I loved it all the way up. Yeah. I, when they were going to make a feature-length movie, I said, awesome. Yeah. But they blew it because they made it too PG, and it should have yeah. been catered to the adult generation that grew up on the show. I, Scooby should have had say, giant nuts just standing well, in front of the fucking screen. They made a, they made a, a joke when they're cooking bacon, <laughs> or we're really bacon now or whatever, and they're actually cooking bacon in the in the, in the the mystery machine. I think that's the only reference to try mm-hmm. to... And that's James Gunn, because he wrote it, that I guess trying to put one bit of adult comedy into that, that we would laugh at, but the kids wouldn't really get it at the time. Uh, but the movie itself should have been definitely more aimed at the next level i think for sure that should have been that could have been cool yes but uh, well that's what we'll do we'll do it in our movie <laughs> and we'll have the van rocking that'll be our adult reference the van will be rocking and they'll go inside and it'll, it'll just be like i don't know scooby 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 stack do you <laughs> scooby will be teabagging muffin <laughs> 
paws on your face. Poor muffin. Five people are going to know that that's a mu- who muffin is. That's okay. Five people are going to know that's a muffin. <laughs> He's just about to say five people are going to know that's a muffin. Ain't seen nothing till you're down on a muffin. That's <laughs> another thing I do. It's and not going to be the dog any- muffin. It's going to be an actual muffin. <laughs> and then someone's going to, and then Ginny's going to be there. She's going to come here, muffin. Come here, muffin. It's just a fucking corn muffin that doesn't move. <laughs> <laughs> come here, muffin. Come here, muffin. That's what we'll do. But That's what we'll do. No, I love Dave. Dave's like, that, we're doing everything. If you mention something, we're doing it in our movie. Yeah. But instead of it being Ginny, Amy Steele, it'll be my cat, Ginny. It'll be Ginny and Muffin. And it'll be her. I'll put it on the table. And look, Ginny and Muffin back together. I am telling you, though, if that's what you want to do, that could possibly be one of the easiest ideas other than like a found footage style it, it because literally it's shorts and i love shorts because they typically could be in mm-hmm. out and done and it literally just could be like channel surfing and, it's a and you just keep going from one skit to another and that could be the movie i i think it's i like that idea because ultimately it could encompass everything that we have talked about um i'm not saying it's uh, let's not say it's easy but it's a great premise because you could just write random skits and then throw them together. Yeah, Indeed. the best ideas are created organically. You know what I mean? And that's what we just happened on the show. Just like Tusk, they were talking about Tusk on the on the on what's his name show, Kevin Smith. You know what I mean? And it came to be. It's just the way it is, man. That, we could we'll have to go back and listen. Yeah. We'll do it too. We'll make Tusk too. Tusk. <laughs> Tusk too. <laughs> He's like a circus show, and they're they're taking him town to town. Tusk too. <laughs> and then Tusk three can be on the rocks. <laughs> and you can be drunk and on ice, you know. <laughs> or Tusk Two on the rocks would be funny too. Hold on, I gotta get to this this uh, situation. Hold on, there's something uh, I have to say. Is this the shame segment? Shame. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long time since there's been a shaming, but there's there's a reason for it because it has to do with horror podcasts and not just horror podcasts, but a a first tier horror podcast harassing a relatively new show. How about that? So about it, sound quality, or, or are you gonna get into it? I'm gonna get into it. No, about their name. Check it out. That's the craziest oh. thing. Yeah. Okay. Now you may have heard me. I, I, I've mentioned this show before, as I've mentioned a lot of shows. Nightmare on Film Street. Have you ever heard me mention that podcast? I, I have. Which, I've heard you mention it. Nightmare which on Film Street. Film Street. It's yeah. called Nightmare on Film Street. They're Canadians too. Be or see. I even tried to hook them up with you. Speaking your Canadian, it was early days, but I got no response on that one. <laughs> so fuck Wait, are they the top tier one, or are they the, the one that... Yes! They're... No! They're a top tier. They're on Buddy Disgusting now and everything. All this stuff. Oh, it's just fuck. a guy and a girl talking about a movie. You know what I mean? Hold on a minute. One guy, Excuse one me. girl, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> one Stanley so... cup. It's Canadian, remember? One Stanley. <laughs> Lord Stanley. She's so what happened was... Old school. There's this podcast that... um. <laughs> They started, I, I want to say, just, I, I know it's this year. Okay, so in January of this year, there's a new podcast, and the name of their podcast is... Nightmare on Movie Street. Cut that out. I feel like, <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> I was reading something and then trying to do something. At... <laughs> I, I love that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Sorry, over there. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I fucking. 
Now I feel bad, so please cut that part out. <laughs> I, I stumble. I didn't mean to. I was reading, and you know me. It's fine. It's I fine. can't read it. We're human. Do shit at the same time. Warts it and is all. human. Okay, dookie and all. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> in, in in January of this year, um, these two girls, these two ladies made a podcast. They started a podcast, and it's called A Nightmare on Fifth Street, okay? And it is uh, two sisters, Alma and Dahlia, okay? They're, they're two sisters, and they're horror fans, obviously. Uma, and Oprah. What did you say? Ali, Uma and Oprah. Uma, Oprah. Alia, Dahlia. <laughs> Alma, Dahlia. Alma. Julia, Julia, Gulia? <laughs> Dave's like, I just want to get through this fucking shame segment. Just like, okay. Did, did, no, you no, no, night, no. did you say Nightmare on 5th? Like F-I-F-T-H? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make F, sure. Like it's a street, literally. Yeah. Okay. E-H. Okay. The reason they call it that is because they must that's the street. They grew up on. They yeah. grew up on okay. That's where they lived as, as children. Okay. So anyway, they're horror fans. Obviously, they do the show. So now, this show starts in January. In January, they, they put out some shows. I've listened to some of their shows. I've listened to uh, Nightmare on Foam Street as well. So now, what happens is on Instagram, they, they get a message. Nightmare on Fifth Street gets a message from Nightmare on Film Street. And literally, I'm gonna when I read this, this is exactly word for word what things are said. They sent him a, a private message, and it says, "Hey guys, did you not realize that there was already a Nightmare on Elm Street title punned podcast?" <laughs> so Nightmare on Film Street took objection with them naming their podcast that. <laughs> so, so then you know they responded back. They said no, because they put what I'm talking about here. And by the way, I have spoken to them, you know, privately. They're okay with us talking about this and they're okay and i told them i'm going to be sharing what you posted and i'm gonna you know and there was a, a private conversation i had with one of them and i'm just gonna take like one thing from it. nothing you know damning or anything like that but was it dahlia or delia or alma good god and I, I i don't know which one it was to be honest with you because they, they sure you can't the- say that <laughs> i love that joke <laughs> that's what i do every time i love a joke <laughs> But, uh, all right, sorry. Continue. No, no, it's good. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have jokes in there too. Shit. Okay. So, so anyway, they respond back to them. They said, "No, we searched our title exactly, and there was none. Other titles we liked were already taken. Since starting our podcast, we have found several, including yours. As a matter of fact, Nightmare on Fierce Street complimented us on our name because they're similar. We chose our name because of the obvious Freddy Krueger connection, but also because we grew up." On fifth, shitty childhood. Horror films were our escape, so Nightmare on Fifth Street it was. Right? Does so that wait, sound they they like Nightmare on Fear Street? What was the one that what's the one that is messaging them complaining? Film Street. Film so Street. there's already a couple of plays and like Film Street was okay with Fear Street? That's what I well who knows? Maybe they reached out to them too. Okay, anyway, I, guess I mean, I, I understand. It's a very close name, but obviously... It doesn't matter. Other... Nightmare, on, yeah. Nightmare on Film Street is the weakest of those three names. True. I prefer Fear and Fifth over Film. So, <laughs> shame on you for having the well, shittiest of the three nightmares. Well, Fifth, Fifth Street actually makes more sense since times. it's actually a street. Fifth right, Street it is. Would be like Elm Street. <laughs> Fifth Street makes fucking sense. Yeah, Film should change their name to Nightmare on Film Street. <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> I don't even know the show. I'm just bashing the top like that. Sheer. So it's a top tier show, though. Yeah, I'll get to that. Yes, it is. Oh, they, so, so. They, no, 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 no. I'm just saying. Uh, I'll get into how big they are. So now, okay. so that was their response. Huge. <laughs> Huge. So that was Huge. Fifth Street's response to them. 
that that sounds okay, correct? Yeah. Okay. So far, because now, this is what Film Street said back to them. I take from your semi-hostile response, you don't care that you that you're stepping on the toes of an established podcast and outlet. Oh God! <laughs> right. What we've con yeah uh. we've contacted Nightmare on Fierce Street as well for the same reason. Oh okay. This is a yeah, this is a small community with a very shared audience, and we should have and we should share the space respectively. You dilute the brands of others when you don't do your due diligence. <laughs> really? Uh. Oh that 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 just puts a big fuck you to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a fucking Who podcast first and foremost. Yeah, like let, let's not let's not go nuts here. Everybody and their fucking mother has a podcast. You diluted the fucking market when you started this podcast. I don't care if it's top tier. We were here first. How long ago did they start? Did they start before us, Film Street. I believe they started after us. Yeah, so fuck you. You didn't do your due diligence. <laughs> if you saw Exploding Heads was here, you don't start shit. Hey, if Exploding Heads would have been allowed, I'm bloody disgusting. Where was this, Brandon? I think he needed a haircut, and then he would have been smashing VHS with me two months ago. Look, I uh, like this, Brandon. He's coming up. I hate that word. Everything you just read made me nauseous inside. I love it. He's like, ooh, he's riled up. Now I want this to be our last episode. I don't <laughs> want to go to 500. I'm yeah. stopping today. A nightmare in Exploding right. Head Street. That's what yeah. we're, we're going to change our name to that. Yeah, 2016 they started, um, Nightmare on Film Street. And let me tell you, they don't do anything. Uh, I mean, what they do on, online, they have their own website. They, they have stories. Somebody, one of those two people is working very hard because they, they're, on their, they're on social media constantly. No, listen, I understand oh, I why they got... Well, I, I right no no. I'm, what I'm saying is, I understand why I they got. I feel like getting to the microphone today. <laughs> <laughs> Not this episode. <laughs> no, because remember, I like to rationalize. When I look at, I see a show has a bunch of ratings and this and that, and, and they have this big Patreon or whatever the hell they have, and and they're on a network like this. I, I like to look and see what it is about this show. I try to figure it out because I, I was always trying to how. I, figure out how we could take our show there. And what I've come up with is, well, they have this website and they have articles on it all the time daily. So they actually have like a legit website. So somebody put some money and time and effort into it all the time. And they're always tweeting things, you know, 20 tweets a day or whatever on Twitter. So somebody, it, it, you would think that it was like a legitimate, you know what I mean? Like a magazine or like a, a website in the horror genre. So somebody is working tirelessly Maybe they maybe they don't have a regular job, or maybe they do, and they just they work very hard. I'll give them props for that. As far as the show content, it's nothing because it, that's one of the shows that I'm pretty sure I said back in the day that they had over a hundred ratings, and I told everybody, hey, these are the shows that have over a hundred ratings. Go listen to them, each and every one of them. I think this is one of them. I said, if you think that their show is better than ours, do not rate us. If if you if you if you think our show is better than theirs or at least as good, give us a review. Uh, I don't have that many ratings. <laughs> we have 200 some, which is okay. But I mean, so be it. But what I'm saying is what they what they put out, they're just putting out, and I, I'm not trying to minimalize anything, but they are putting out things and they're just an hour and a half minute, an hour and a half, uh, you know, at the longest podcast, come out once a week, one movie, sometimes two, whatever. That's what they do. That's what they, again, that's what Nightmare on Fifth Street does as well. It's just these two sisters getting on, talking about a movie, you know, having their unique take, having fun, doing it. There's nothing 
wrong with that. If it, I was to, Nightmare on Fifth Street, I would match every episode's length exactly to Nightmare on Film Street. Like if theirs was 91 minutes and 30 seconds for episode two, my episode two would be 91 minutes and 30 seconds. I, I Just to actually, piss these guys off. On, uh, on the app that I use for TJF, it actually does a transcript of the episode in real time. It's actually kind of spooky, but they should copy and paste it and just record the same episode verbatim, but just with the two of their personalities. <laughs> that would be fucking mint. They don't want a yeah. war though. That's the problem. We want the war. They, well, we actually really don't, but we, we have that fire. They probably just would have recorded a fucking podcast and be left alone. And then all of a sudden they're under the gun right. from these two yahoos from fear street. I want to make sure I get the right film street. Film street is, are the ones that are causing Correct. the issue. Yeah, film. Fifth God grade. damn it! Two. They're, they're so all now. so similar. Can't can't these people do their due diligence and come? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got the same thing when we did TJF thirteen because there was TJF thirteen.ca and they they said no. Um, or and then there was a uh, Facebook page and they got mad at us for the name and I'm like, well, sorry. There were, I checked podcasts. There was no podcast. We're doing it. I thought maybe we could work together. And they're like, no, we built the. They're nowhere to be found. We built this we up built to the this certain. City. We're, 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 we're tied to Crash <laughs> Creations, the guy that did like the, the hockey mask back in the day. I'm like, it's a guy that made custom hockey masks. Big deal. Like, like what the fuck? Who, and now they're gone. They're nowhere to be found. The Guy. website, the Facebook group, they're gone. Crash Great. Guy? You put them out of business. I don't know. But you put some, <laughs> yeah, you put some poor family on the street. No, I don't. But and I'm just saying, like, we had, a, we had a little bit of a back and forth. And I'm kind of like, well, fuck you. Like, no, we're not. Like, we're going to do it. Their, their website was, we said, hey, we, we, we have this podcast. Maybe we work together and then uh, like link it on the website. And like, no. And then their website was under construction for like a year or so. No, nothing. It was just a, a, a logo of Friday the 13th. Nothing. And then it just died. And now if you, they if tried you, to, they tried to pivot after you stole their identity, but they couldn't do it. And now there's some homeless family on the streets of Oshawa somewhere. I, <laughs> identity and theft. I, and that's the reason why we chug out one episode a year, just to piss them off. Just to, <laughs> still going. Like just, that Energizer buddy. Still going. You fucks. <laughs> And then you're 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 gonna pull out at fifty. You're gonna take. Yeah. Then you're gonna hide in the team. Because like, you've you already the website, taken identity. I, the website is, I think, now up for sale. I should just try to grab it for like, uh, you know, fifteen bucks for the year or whatever like that, and 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 throw it out there just for shits and yeah, giggles. Pull, do it. Pull up Vince McMahon. I bought my competition. You could open up the last show and say that. <laughs> they weren't even. A, they weren't even a podcast though. They said, "Well, we were thinking of doing some podcasts. We've done a couple of quick episodes, and we were thinking of going into it." I'm like, "Well, then do it." But you haven't done it yet. <laughs> thinking. I'm thinking about playing the lotto and, and hitting yeah. fucking Mega Millions. It's no different than the movie. That's why we got to do the movie because yeah, we got all these great ideas. We got to write it and do it, and that's it. That's what we're trying to get to. But I mean, at this point, there was nothing tangible. There was nothing there other than the idea that they would like to expand some five-minute little audio snippets that they did into like a, a podcast of some sort, and they didn't. So fuck them anyway. That's so I I feel I I get exactly what they're saying because I reached out in a friendly way and they came back again just enraged um, so i'm like well these guys are assholes well here yeah. listen this this may come with a surprise to some people but i feel the complete opposite about it i think it brings exposure it's like think about like when a movie is remade like you know halloween 78 and not that it needs any more attention bad example prom night okay prom night's a movie that's made some people know about it some people don't then a remake comes out and then all of a sudden because their remake comes out eyes are on that remake and, and some people get to find out that hey this is actually 
a remake of another film from 1980 called Prom Night. You should look into it. And some people discover movies that way. Anytime someone says negatives about remakes, that's one of the things I say that's a positive. I go, in some cases, it shines lights on the original that weren't there. Right? So now, I agree. That's just, that's just a, okay, that's just the basic thing. But I've had this conversation in our chat with JP because he said that there was another podcast they, that they found later called His and Hers or something like that. And I said, I go, don't, I go, you should look at that as a positive. I go, if anything, maybe now you have your audience. Every, everyone that you have, you already have. If somebody else finds you now, what if it's by mistake because there's another one out there? What if something like, what if another Exploding Heads started tomorrow? I wouldn't be mad at all. I'd say this is an opportunity for someone to discover us. What if somebody's, t- what if they there, end up getting bigger than us? There is okay? an maybe, maybe, Remember that there's a comedy trio. They were on YouTube, but again, we didn't know because we were a, a podcast right. and then we, yeah, but we saw that too. Started. We're a comedy trio also now. <laughs> you, I, know, I, know. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> we're comedy mixed with horror. We took it to the next level. <laughs> I agree with you though, Dave, because if somebody was to type in, Oh, I like this Nightmare on Fifth Street. Let me let more podcasts like Nightmare on Fifth Street. Obviously, what's going to come up? Nightmare on Film Street. Nightmare on yep. Nightmare on Fear Street. Yeah. So you're just going to bring exposure to the ones that are close. And let's be honest: if you don't want somebody kind of going off a name of your podcast, don't pick one of the most popular horror titles of all time. To, True. I mean, well, and that's True. full disclosure. That's have- why we stopped. I figured TJF13 stops at episode 50, but then. To further it, that's why that's when Sorority House Massacre podcast starts with Vince and I, and and we're doing it on purpose. Like <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I, fuck them. Heather, Lacey, we're coming for you. Rebecca, like that's it. Carly, ah, uh, Vince. Well, you know what? <laughs> what was that, Carly? Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, to the punch. They've added a fifth now, apparently, because I, I haven't listened yet. The episode hasn't dropped yet, but apparently. Oh. Lacey's um, sister. Lacey's sister. Yeah. yeah. And I forget her name. I'm sorry. Nikki. But uh, Nikki. Okay. So now they're going to have five. Because remember, we said we're going to start one. There's going to be five females on it. Of course, you know, we're joking with them. But still, <laughs> they did beat us to the punch. Now they got five. So somebody wants to one up them. They got to get six. Six females. Penis the punch? Penis the, the punch. Yeah. Beat penis us to the, the punch. It sounded like penis the punch. <laughs> but think about <laughs> If another exploding head comes around and they make a name for themselves anywhere and someone is going. Uh, on Twitter or Facebook, and someone says, hey, name some podcast you like, horror podcast. And someone said Exploding Heads. They may be talking about their podcast and stumble upon us. And if you're pod- if you believe in your podcast, then you shouldn't be fearful of anybody. If you think that you put out a better show than somebody else, why would you fear them? You're, you're showing that you're insecure by saying, oh, well, they might listen to yours instead of mine. Well, listen, if your show is all that, if they're going to stumble on it some other way or get confused, they're going to listen to it and they're going to like it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's why my view is completely different than that. And that's what I told JP. I said, let it happen. I said, don't don't sweat that. The more, the merrier. It's going to bring, even if it's accidental ears to your show, it, it could cause that. So what harm could happen? Is someone going to stop listening to your show because <laughs> because they know about this other one with the same title? Of course not. They're already your listener. A couple more uh, responses. So now uh, Fifth Street got back to Film Street and said, you reading our response as semi-hostile is on you. Your fans very likely have no idea who we are. That's a good point. We are working and looking for inclusion, representation, and diversity in horror. As Latinos, we are beginning to work on highlighting that. Our names may be similar, but we are not. We are the little guys. You obviously are the big guys. 
looking to bully two sisters who just wanted oh. to start a podcast. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I will contact my lawyer to see if we have any legal matter to expect. However, in the meantime, quit picking on the brown and black folk and keep being successful with your own brand. <laughs> so I, she brought up the attorney because they said, you know, about the name. But she's yeah. like, hey, if you come at us with an attorney over this, you know. So now everybody weighed in. 99% of the people were on their site because they put it out there. Like, that's how I found out about it on their Instagram. So some people were coming in, finding out about it. And it's funny because see what happened. Because of that, some people that never heard of them now hear of them. And, and they see what's happening here. And they said, oh, I'm going to subscribe. Like, you can literally see in the thread, say, you know what? Now I know who not to listen to and who to give a shot to, somebody said. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, You know what some- I'm thinking? I'm thinking we should start another podcast. And fight with ourselves? heads and fight ourselves. Exactly. Why don't we start a fight between TGIF 13 and us? And for the people that on the outside, they don't know that we exist. See, Christian. Yeah, but we're not. Gonna, what are we going to get? Two people to come over? <laughs> <laughs> They're already here. They're already fucking here. Uh, but I'd love to argue with myself. <laughs> That'd be great. I'll argue. Exploded Heads Christian will argue with TGIF 13 Christian. <laughs> I love that shit. We should start a stage of fake fight with somebody. Who would be a good someone that, that's big? That we could fight. With. Uh, how about the VHS collecting community? <laughs> They're not podcast listeners. It's got to be podcast followers. So a big podcast. They're, ca- we'll they're podcast reviewers. Joe Rogan. They're podcast Joe reviewers, Rogan. though. Joe Horror. Rogan. Yeah, go right for the big guy. <laughs> they, they, these guys come back at us. Oh, great podcasting metrics. We're going to hit you guys up with all these negative reviews. Come on, everybody. Post a negative review on their site. Two. Two fucking negative reviews. You fucking assholes. Right. Yeah, by the way, somebody, please, please give us a five-star to combat those two negatives. <laughs> two people. This is way too much work than it's worth. Uh, I, I'm just going to watch Three on a Meat Hook again. <laughs> so so check it now. Maybe on Film Street did weigh in. They commented on the thread. So this is, this is interesting. This is what they said. You have no legal requirement to change your name. We were merely asking for respect from one group of horror fans to another. We are not the big guys. Our podcast, too, is run by two horror fans who love this community. And we're not trying to dim your shine. Only share the space respectfully. <laughs> we don't own the nightmare pun, but have built a brand around it, much like last podcast on the left has around the last house on the left. So now they're comparing themselves to them. Okay. Um, clearly, you don't feel like multiple riffs of the same brand are that big an issue, so we wish you the best with your podcast, though I don't really appreciate the public call-out as we try to do this respectfully through private messages on our end. We won't contact you further. So there you go. Shamed. Uh, I, wait. I mean, it, it, it's a catch-22 because that last response I actually think was fine. I mean, I'm not I'm not against that, but I just don't think it should have started in the first place. So it could have been totally avoided. That, but to claim last podcast on the left is the only podcast that can have... There's there are there are other ones like that. The last something on the left. We should, the, we should do the first podcast on the right, <laughs> and just have it be an all right. I was gonna podcast. say that'd be a problem. People would think that we're fucking <laughs> yeah. extremists over here. You know I mean? first, first podcast on the alt right. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two is a cop out. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was exactly. that was there to get gay frogs. <laughs> gay frogs. Ah, gay frogs. I love them. How do they know the frogs were gay? I'll never. That's the one thing about that whole thing. I want to call that guy and ask him. 
okay, whether or not I believe in this thing, what what caused you to believe that frogs were gay? What did you they see? They leaped with a limp. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> okay, so, so... I love that joke. <laughs> I responded in this thread. Uh, I had to say something. Not being... I'm not... Come on. I'm not going to be a jerk. You know that. Uh-oh. I'm stay facts. I'm not going to cause trouble at all. I say... I smell passive-aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I promise it's not being super impressive. Okay, okay. Well, hold on, mate. You tell me. Believe me, I'll own up if you think it is. But hold on. This is what I said. I listen to both shows. I have no dog in the fight. But them calling you the big guys is understandable from some perspective. You guys are on the BD, bloody disgusting, podcast network, which is the pinnacle. The reach is tremendous. Your patronage page brings in a minimum 1000 per month. And I looked at that, and, and, and it's true. They, have, they don't have a Patreon. They have something called Cup of Coffee. Which, uh, by the way, on Fifth Street has too. It's cool because it's just like Patreon, but anybody can go he, on there Hebrew? anytime. <laughs> We're on our own. Hebrews. <laughs> oh shit! No, but what's cool about the cup of coffee is anybody can go on anytime and just put, just randomly not sign up for a tier or anything. Just say here, I'm going to give you three cups of coffee, which is three dollars. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's what they did. And I looked at their thing, and they have like uh, like over six hundred something things and it starts at like three dollars or six dollars whatever it is i gave a very i lowballed it like i always do and i said they're bringing in at least and it's only two of them at least a thousand dollars a month okay so to yeah, call yourself we, we can get rid of christian man we'll be living on easy street <laughs> oh shit so anyway let me let me nightmare on easy street <laughs> <laughs> there we go once we get rid of christian that's our new podcast we should start it b just me and you nightmare yeah. on easy street <laughs> Now I said, and then I said that can be figured out by looking. I'm not angry about it. I'm happy for y'all. I know you put in a lot of work on the website and social media. You just can't compare to what this show is doing just for fun could in a way be a threat to you. I think that's their meaning. I'm not saying we don't all do this for fun, but there's obviously different tiers in horror podcast land. I try to give every show a chance, and I find myself feeling like a lot of shows with a smaller audience are sometimes better in quality than some of the big dogs. Yes, our show does have some decent success. We do try to share and spread the word, though, just because it's honestly good for all of us in the long run. I'm just saying that's why it looks strange that such a big show would be concerned about a title of a smaller one, so I get it. That's all I said. That's that's fine, right? That was very fine. No passive aggressiveness there. But wait, there's more. No, no, there's not. That's <laughs> it. That's all I said. That's all that was said. And then, like I said, I, I spoke to um to one of them through messages a little bit, and uh, you know, I, I told them I was supporting them and etc. She just let me know about one thing that happened. Somebody had already contacted them, a friend of their show, a friend of Film Street contacted the people on fifth street uh, because they wanted them. Yeah. Because they wanted this before all this went down yeah. and they said, and this is what they said. They said, I really appreciate your support. We have no problem sharing the story. It upset me. Cause when I found out about them, I thought they were a cool podcast and thought it would be cool if we could get half the listeners in a few years. That's why it stung. So I understand that they looked up to them. You know what I mean? And, and you're coming at it, coming at them like that. That's ridiculous. Then she said, I had a friend of theirs reach out to me asking me to take the Instagram down. That really upset me because I'm a fan of his friend 
oh, so it's somebody else that's a podcast, and told them so and how excited I was about the projects they're working on. They asked me to take their i. They asked me to take the IG down after I expressed admiration to them, so it felt even grosser. They said that the friendship with Kimmy, who's one of the hosts, was the reason to reach out to me. But anyway, they gotten over it. They put out a video the next day, and she said. Uh, we're going to forget about this. We're going to move on. They handled it so well. And she yeah. said, my sister and I discussed it. We're 100% okay with this being shared. And we're also doing better. They did it the right way. And I told her, I said, I- I'll give you a props. Because if that would have been me, especially in the early days, and someone did that to me, I would have made this into a real big deal and thought and everything. I go, good on you guys for having, you know, cooler heads and having the presence of mind to handle it correctly. But the thing is, they big time me one time, actually twice, and it, it, it kind of rubbed me wrong because you guys know how I feel about common courtesy. And when we were doing that thing with the, the top 100 shows, the, the top 100 movies of the millennium, and I was talking to certain people yeah. that, again, I follow them on Twitter and they follow us. Same thing with Instagram, and, and I, I've, I've been on their Facebook page. And I sent them a message, and I said, same thing I sent to everybody else. We're putting the top 100 together. If you want to come up with a list of the top 100 movies of, of the decade, we'd love to have, you know, your, your contributions from you if you're interested which is fine i i don't care all you have to do literally is not, you could just give a thumbs up and never say anything you could say no thank you we're busy nothing but when someone gives me no response at all that that maybe that's on me but that always bothers me i, I always take that as um a bit of not an insult but just like a like disregarded and, and it's bothered me so since then I, i've thought about that and that's just bothers me it happened yeah, to, don't read too much into it no, I don't read too much into it, but I know when someone and he, believe me, I get stuff sent to me, email and freaking messages all the time from people. And if I'm not interested, you know what I do? I I just give them a thumb up. That's it. I at least acknowledge that I read it and yeah. that I know what it says. You know what I mean? Because I I get a lot of stuff sent. You know, a lot, most of the stuff is people that don't know us or listen to our show or know anything about us, just trying to get support, which is fine. It's okay to blindly do that, but I mean. Maybe interact a little bit before. So anyone that we're friends with, of course, I'm going to promote their stuff. Just like this, just like any podcast I listen to. If I think it's good, I'm going to say listen to this podcast, and I'm going to say listen to Nightmare on Fifth Street, and and go on their cup of coffee, and and you know throw them throw them a couple bones. Be happy that they handled it the right way. That that's honestly at the end of the day, that's what I take from it. Shame on Film Street for acting that way. Could you imagine us acting that way about a podcast? <laughs> like seriously, if, if a show started Sorry, out calling the themselves. Uh, I um, uh, I don't know uh, if we would whatever. act that way. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Dave. I I don't no. think. I mean, we've done it with again. We've done it with VHS, and we've we've gotten in a little tuffles with here and there. And Rob, we did do it to shockwaves a little bit. But again, we're 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 aiming up, and it was not really at the podcast itself. It was at the Rob G controversy. Uh, remember when we came up with the shocker waves, and we were. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun, but Those I, stupid logos and stuff like that. Well, the whole thing with Shockwave started because of what's his name and the, and the paranormal activity yeah. thing. It's a joke from back in the day. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Ryan yeah. Turek. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I, I've always busted <laughs> balls because so there was something behind that. You know what I mean? And and their group page, which you know got got crazy with extremists. You know what I mean? So I was just like, okay, you know. But I mean, I always say how much I love Becca and Elric, and, and I listen. And I'm so happy about their new show. I listen to that because those are my two favorite hosts there. But anyway, I just yeah, can't we imagine don't, we that. Don't it... go target. We haven't said, oh my god, this is this is it. I mean, there's a ton of shows that kind of carve out the same kind of format and style and and everything else. And at the end of the day, 
you listen to what you want to listen to and that's it and to be honest i've heard of them because you've mentioned them and i i've, I've seen that podcast around i've never listened to nightmare on film street or fear street or fifth street for that matter because i again i'm not really that big of an act of i feel bad i i guess i'm not a okay. supporter i support in a smaller way like in 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 the close-knit realm i listen to the shows that i think a lot of uh our core group are part of and that's, and I will that's tell really you, it. Film Street is fine. That show is fine. I have no problem with it. But I'm going to tell you this. There are at least two other shows with a male and a female host together that I think are better. This has nothing to do with a bias. You know me. I listen to podcasts day in, day out at work. So if they're not on my list of regular listens, and they're like a C show that I listen to when I have nothing else new from other people, because this happens a lot. I have A, B, and C shows. You know what I mean? So I'll listen to them if I have nothing else going on. But I, And it's not because of my friendship with anybody. It's like I have friends that I and that I'm people that I'm friends with, and I'll be honest, I don't think their podcast is the greatest, and, and I don't listen to it on the regular. I have no problem to say who see, they you're are. A, you're a C show. No, see. I love C show. He's an he's A show. A C, he's a C show by the seashore. So C <laughs> show by the seashore. What I'm saying is I'm honest about it. Like Friday Nightmares, again, I'm going to give them props. It's a male with a female. It's yeah. the two of them together, and it's better than Nightmare. Well, that's argument. That's argument. Scott, and his and hers with JP and Carly. It's a male and a female host, and I think it's better than Nightmare and Fortune. I'm sorry, it is nothing. If you could blindly light up, line up people and say, "Listen to these shows. Tell me what you think is more entertaining. What do you like the most?" I just, I don't see, and I'm not knocking Film Street. I just don't see how they are on this level, and these other shows are not. I get it. I get it. There's always shows like that. I reached. I remember when we were first to get into the Patreon ones. I was kind of listening to 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 get an idea of what was out there and i was shocked at a lot of the shows there too but then there might be people that come in and go holy shit these guys have been talking for a fucking hour and they really haven't gotten anything really horror yet so it, it's all it's <laughs> there all, he goes passive the, aggressively saying let's move this shit along <laughs> <laughs> yeah but now with passive, our i thought that was pretty overt and again scott but our listeners like this now I know, I know. And again, I want to get back to Scott. The reason I say that is because I don't know who wants to fuck Brandon more. It's Scott or Heather. That's the problem. Like that's why I say it. It's I don't know who I want to fuck more, Scott or Heather. <laughs> that that's a whole anyway. side story. But I get I get it. And it, it shouldn't have even they should have just said, Hey, listen. Um maybe they could have reached out and say, Hey, our names are pretty similar. Uh we've got a pretty a big following. There's no dick everything that they would have said would have been dicky one way or the other it would have come dicky. out dicky <laughs> that's dicky. my dicky yeah I, I, I guess there was a no way to win it but i don't know their it's last an, response it's just an odd it's just an odd thing after it, yeah the yeah. last response is fine it's just an odd thing though after five years and establishing yourself getting yourself on bloody disgusting you, yeah. you're, you're doing well for yourself why <laughs> why would you care yeah. if, a, if a if a new podcast wants to sort of that's it that's, even that's it's unintentional, down. but even if it was intentional, and they kind of I don't want to say ripped off because you didn't create Nightmare on Nightmare on you know Elm Street, so it's like but just kind of have a play on the same uh, title. It'll only bring more exposure to your podcast when people type in theirs. I just don't get why people can't see that, right? <laughs> but but they they and to. at the end of the day, it's just podcasting, and pretty much everyone's doing it for fun, except maybe last podcast on the left because I did look there look up their Patreon once. I was like, holy oh, fuck. Oh yeah. my God. They were like 60 grand a month. Must be nice. Yeah. No, said, like, I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. That's and I'm happy for him. I, I, can it really be that good? 
can it really be 600 times better than our show? <laughs> that's, that's I, didn't, I, I didn't listen, yes. but yes. I didn't listen, but yes. <laughs> Everybody do what you want. Go listen to those shows. Definitely check out check out our, our new friends over at Nightmare on Fifth Street and, and, and give them a listen and, and support them. You know, yes. And give us a cup of coffee as well. Yeah, yeah we'll start a cup of coffee now too. Actually, hold on. I'm going to go a step further. They Nightmare on Fifth Street started a cup of coffee thing, and they said when it reaches 200, they're going to take that 200 dollars and they're going to donate it to four different charities. Oh, that's nice. I actually yes. donated our movie fund to a charity. <laughs> Casino charity? <laughs> no, I donated. It, I donated to Nightmare on Film Street's movie project. <laughs> they had a better version of the Exploding Heads movie written. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're calling I am going to buy them a couple. We're calling our movie Nightmare on Film Street. <laughs> <laughs> Could I don't you imagine? Any problem with that? That would be great. <laughs> Nightmare on Film Street, the movie. <laughs> inspired by inspired by the podcast Nightmare on Fifth Street. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the funny thing. Nobody legally owns anything in the podcast world. Like someone exactly. could take our logo even, and there's nothing we could do. I mean, we could hire an attorney and go and pay other ridiculous amounts of money, but who's gonna do that for that? You know what I'm? The only thing we own is the music to the show because I have a piece of paper that was given to me when yeah. they needed it for our theme song, and they go just in case they whenever. And I, I hope someone does try to take it because then we then we could really sue them and have have a beef. But Holy I mean, why would they? But I mean. Perfect. I'm what? sorry to cut you There's a perfect segue. The other day, I was like walking around, you know, talking about saying things like dookie out loud. I was like going, I'm like, what the fuck song is that? Like, holy shit. It's our theme song for the show. <laughs> and it got stuck in my head. I was like, that's hilarious. And I'm like, so obviously that's good because it actually got stuck in my head. I Man, don't know look at why. <laughs> and I was like, wow, us. It'd be funny if at the end of each of those, Dookie. Can we get it reworked? The Dookie remix? Someone out there, do it for us. I'm too busy. <laughs> he is busy, poor bastard. Yes. Whew. Okay, moving on. I'm going to buy a cup of coffee, a big cup of coffee. Well, not big, but a, a cup of coffee for for uh, for, for Nightmare on Fifth Street. Definitely going to so throw some bones. Size? I think you guys call it a regular. We call it a venti. <laughs> he, <laughs> that's, he's taking, he's making a no, I don't do Starbucks. I'm a Timmy's guy. You know that. Shit. It's a venti. Venti grande. Yeah. They do have a good white mocha freaking uh, cup of coffee at Starbucks, though. I'll give them that. When I reach that. over the counter, I go, just give me a fucking cup of Joe, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Christian doing that. <laughs> Pour it on my fucking hands, Venti. Just give me something. <laughs> well, that's Italian. See, again, that they stole that from us. But I, I, I don't complain about it. Well, I just did now. But Well, it's Venti because it's 20 ounces, right? And Venti is 20. Grande? Yeah. What's Grande then? Ariana. <laughs> but the thing is, they have all these Italian things. I mean, even espresso and cappuccino is Italian. And that got taken from the culture. The Italians with the coffee. They, oh. The Italians didn't make all the big money off it. Other people did. Uh, some Italians don't. They I have to uh, express my dislike for this conversation. 
Oh, shit. Well, here, I'll tell you what. It wasn't that <laughs> She's very easily entertained. Yeah, today, I don't know what it is. Everything's good, getting the good. clap. Awesome, the clap, hey now. No, <laughs> Everything's no. getting the clap. No, no. Who are you entertaining? Better get to the pharmacy. Ariana Grande, you see the clap. <laughs> I don't know why you said her. I guess she was in the in the mind. No, because I said because I said right. well, you said Grande, Ariana. Yeah. yeah, she was in the mind. Yeah. Oh, her, okay. You know, she was recent. So I'm listening to the Sopranos podcast, by the way, and they're going through everything in order. It's uh, Michael Imperioli who played Chrissy and. And Steve Sharippa, who played Bobby Bacala. So they go off on, not, not tangents, but they're like us. They have they talk about the show and they talk about real-life situations and whatnot. So Michael Imperioli said something the other day, and it's I feel the same way. He said that when he goes to fill out a form or anything where you have to check ethnicity, he he's Italian, right? And I, I feel the same way, being Italian. He goes, I don't check. I don't check white. He goes, I, I don't feel that way. He goes, I check other and I write Great. Italian. <laughs> no, but I feel that way too. I I I've never lumped in Italians as white folks. I feel that we're kind of like you know a, a different thing, like Latino. You know what I mean? They have their own thing, and we're very similar to them with dark features and everything else. And sometimes ring. they have Latino, and then they have like non-Latino. Like so, I have to check non-Latino. That's your I. That's what you identify as a non. No, that's sometimes that's a, it's a choices. That's all they give you. Not in Canada, Some of the questions, yeah. Sometimes they have the one where you have white, and I'll just click white, and then they have, are you Latino or non-Latino? I've had that. It's very strange. Sometimes I put Latino, sometimes I put non-Latino. So they're lumping them under white. Sometimes I put essay. Sometimes I write an essay (laughs) and sign an essay. (laughs) My hands are not going up for that one. (laughs) I've locked them down. Anyway, I want to know, do any other Italians <laughs> feel that way? Because I thought I was the only one, but Michael said the same thing on his show. Sometimes yeah. I draw a star of David, and I put a check yeah. next to that. What did you say? A caveman? Yeah, caveman. At least I'm, sometimes... I'm, doing a, I'm doing a Christian right now. Yeah, caveman. Sometimes this is a caveman. <laughs> no, sometimes I next... draw a star, a, star, <laughs> a star of David, and I put a check next to it. Oh, star <laughs> But well, I don't have up? that issue, Dave. I just check white, and I don't even think twice about it. But uh, not for any other reason like than that's my two options. <laughs> that, no, I get. You. I, I I check the other, and I, I never felt. Sometimes like I check uh, uh, a white venti. <laughs> what would you say your favorite drink was? The white. What what is it? They make a good white. Who? Starbucks. White mocha. Or something. Oh, white mocha. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a that's a conundrum. A white mocha. Conundrum. Conundrum. <laughs> I, I said a conundrum. <laughs> it's one that takes place in Canada. That's Shouldn't a that be under other? <laughs> yeah, what, a white mocha. Yeah, white chocolate mocha. Get it? White chocolate. I don't, buddy, what am I? What do I know about coffee? I, I order and I drink it. Is Michael <laughs> Jackson a white mocha? I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> There's something else funny I wanted to say. At the end of the last show, not at the end, but we talked about Child's Play, and I forgot to bring it up on the podcast. Do you know that part at the end? When Chucky dies and he winds down and it says and he goes hi I'm Chucky and the Wanna two voices play. come out that second voice Did, didn't you always Andy. think that was it was Andy yeah yeah, yeah. Isn't it weird that it be Andy yeah okay so I'm not the only one I'm glad somebody else I had it in that. my notes as well that the voice is it, it's Andy forgot to say it though okay. I, I feel like it's almost like it's weird it's almost like trying to like freak you out a little bit like oh my god maybe it was Andy the whole time. 
But it's weird. Like, no, it's not Andy. Yeah, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be, have that been a cool sequel though if he actually did get his body into Andy enough that like in, in part two, it was just Andy that was the killer. I, I saw that on Pornhub. He got himself you... <laughs> deep into Andy. <laughs> and Andy dressed up in the good guy clothes <laughs> and went around I've, killing people. I've got a date adult. with it. I got a date with a six year old boy. <laughs> <laughs> and you have a date with a soap on a rope. <laughs> <laughs> No, who wrote that fucking line? Somebody... Same guy who wrote Dookie for uh, No Hold Part. <laughs> so hold on, listen. It's at, it's at the beginning of this song, too. Chucky, wanna play? Hold up. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> Did you hear this song, by the way? Ghetto Boys, Chucky? I told you size wasn't shit. That's why I murdered your nieces. You know I mean? <laughs> That's why I murdered your nieces? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My fault. They found their head cut in 88 pieces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to listen to that shit. Chucky, it's the Ghetto Boys because it's the little guy singing it. Uh, yeah. Bushwick Bill. That's yeah, cool. good shit. Yeah. But I, I don't know why I didn't bring it up last show, but I didn't. I looked at my notes. I'm like, wait a minute. Chucky, want to play? Anyway. Whew. I guess that's that. Did anyone me. ever get in contact with Mitchell after he just hung up on us? All right, we're out. Uh, Mitchell, where'd you go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't know. <laughs> it was fun though. It was a good show. It was a really fun show, actually. <laughs> that yeah. is funny. I remember that now. Like we ended the show, but usually we just end the recording and we stay on. Yeah, he just hung up. Boop out. But I think maybe he, was he getting, thought. He... But I, I also think he was getting a little bit of. Uh, I don't know this, Mitchell. You can chime in afterwards. But I think I, you know, he had his daughter was up and the wife was <laughs> there. I think he was getting a little bit accused of get the fuck off that call and get the fuck over here and help me. I don't know, <laughs> but I was I, I got some of those vibes. I thought you were giving us those vibes. You have to get the fuck off, basically, too. So he probably just got wind of that, too. I, well, I did. I, caught I, your... I, like I, no, because I had moved at that point. You but know, really if you have it. to get off, feel free to go at any time. <laughs> get off. <laughs> get out. All right, let's, uh, let's get into a movie. I'm, I'm dying over here. Let's get into a movie. All right, now, do you, start, do you want to start with Amityville, or do you want to start with the spoilers for The Banishing first? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a few weeks since we made this joke, Christian. <laughs> How about the spoilers for The Banishing? Just the spoilers. Yeah, and then Amityville. we'll do that, though. Yeah. Yes, and then the rest, the rest of The Banishing after <laughs> the non-spoiler. What do you think, see? I, I like it. Let's do it, yeah. I like it. <laughs> the problem with the banishing is I'm not going to remember until I look at my notes and gathering from what I remembered, it's it's going to be hard to talk about because it's all spoilers. Well, so I need help with the spoilers. Like I like I could talk about non-spoilers because that's well, easy, but, but I need help with spoilers because I okay. don't understand that movie. We're going to have to have a post-credit sequence then. Post-credit. Okay. All right, let's, let's start with uh... a stinger. We're going to have to have a stinger. All right, Amityville Horror from 1979, directed by Stuart Rosenberg. Newlyweds and their three kids move into a large house where a mass murder was committed. They start to experience strange, inexplicable manifestations, which have strong effects on everyone living or visiting the house. Well, let me say this right off the bat. Did you hear there was an accident on the set involving the director? And what happens, you know how they got that big flight of stairs? Not the one that goes into the basement, but the regular flight that goes up. You know, to where the bedroom area is. What? Yeah, I so didn't hear this. Okay, whatever his name is. Uh, so Rosenberg was 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 up there, and he was filming. Saul he had the guy Rosenberg. there. Went... <laughs> <laughs> he fell down the stairs, yeah. and his shoes <laughs> fell off. Was that what you were about to say? 
was yes, that? That's why oh it. shit! That was a I'm joke. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. At least I know you get it. You know. <laughs> when they were filming, he fell down the stairs and his shoes fell off. I thought I thought there was gonna be a serious accident. You just happened and there was a Rosenberg and you're just incorporated in. I didn't realize the I was serious accident was that joke. Yeah. <laughs> No, they even had to call Dr. Lipschitz to help him while he was down. <laughs> okay, Actually, sorry. no, I heard he was just fine. I heard he tap danced down the steps like uh, like Arbogast. <laughs> Arbo. dancing cheek to cheek. I just hit the fucking microphone. <laughs> That's got to be in the movie, too. Him going down the stairs playing the dance. I'm in heaven. I'm in heaven. Not quite yet. It could be that song. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> Yeah, it should be the frog. It should be the frog from uh, Spaceballs tap dancing down the stairs. Oh, shit. Uh, shit sticks. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, I uh, I like this movie. This movie's good, but it's not great. It's not a classic. But a lot of people put it up in classic status. But I, 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 I actually, do. yeah, I don't I don't see it. I, I, I understand and I can see it on classic status. I just feel like there's some oddities to it. It's almost like it's edited poorly like they kind of come back to the same things over and over but i'm not bored by it i don't want to criticize it and say oh it's a two-hour movie it should be 30 minutes shorter it just feels like like they they do like a, a round robin of who's being affected and then they come back to the same per- it's like they keep yeah. coming back to george and kathy and they keep kathy's having the dreams george's is, is you know being creepy with the axe and then they'll do it again kathy will have a dream george will be creepy with the axe and it's like it gets repetitious. I, it, it, I, I think it does yeah. get repetitious. I agree. The, everything you're saying is, I think, exactly, uh, like, pretty much where I'm going with it. And also, they should have abandoned the priest way earlier in the movie because they don't really actually really go anywhere with him at the end. Where that last sequence between the younger priest and the cop hangs. And I don't think, like, please correct me if I'm wrong. There seems to be no closure there whatsoever that seems to make that scene even relevant to be in the film. That's a Wait. good point. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Here's the deal. I don't understand, and I'm I'm gonna kind of blow the movie, but I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on this because I don't understand why the detective would even have knowledge of a a, a priest being stricken blind, and why he would have that that. How is he gonna connect it to the Amityville house? He doesn't even know he was there. That literally makes no sense at all in the plot. Yeah, and they don't go Nothing. anywhere with it. The, the, the cop that. doesn't show up anywhere or anything else. It's like it's just like dead end street. Nightmare on dead end street. <laughs> right. I think the cop is just drawn to the whole thing once he sees George and the fact that he looks exactly like the guy who killed his family. So I think he's just I sort of that. like. But so Please. that's why he'd be drawn to everyone who's coming in and out of that house. But I'm talking about the knowledge of that priest. Nobody knows that that priest went into that house except, actually, the only person that knows the priest went into that house is the priest himself. Because, remember, remember, Margot Kidder calls. She's like, how come the priest never shows up? He, he and, the, and, the, and the other priest corrects him. She goes, no, wait a minute. It was in his notes that he was going there. Yeah, yeah. Sure well, he he's following, the cop is following Father Bowen, the younger cop. And he's following him who goes to see Delaney. So maybe the cop doesn't know anything about Delaney. But I actually like the story with Delaney. Because how many times do we see it where, like, the priest or somebody gives the warning and it just – or doesn't give the warning. We're like, why don't you just tell the person? Right. Where in this – it's like he's literally doing everything he can to say, get the fuck out of the house. And he <laughs> literally cannot. He can't get over there. 
he can't speak. Like yeah. every like that's I think that is really effective in this film. I love that. Yes. Yeah, I think I think that is really well done. And then he goes I think blind. That part is, yeah. 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 It's scary. What he's when he's fucking yelling, Oh Jesus Christ and the fucking shit falls from the from the church on top and hits him and that's always there are moments in this movie when people scream that always makes me scared. There's something I, about the presentation of this movie. And those moments to me all seem like horrible overacting. And I know I'm gonna be in minority here, but I, I think like it 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 it's scene chewing reactions. I can't act, I know it, but it's just when I watch it, it it's it makes me laugh. Like unintentional humor laugh, which typically comes I from, do I'm have saying, that. I'm not saying the acting's poor. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying that like because I think everybody does a great job throughout or a good job throughout. I'm just saying there are elements of when um uh Josh is it Josh Baldwin, right? Or is it the dad? James the dad, Brolin? James Brolin. James Brolin, whatever the fuck it is. So he he his George. reaction sometimes is crazy and and Rod Rod uh is Steiger he's crazy Steiger? Too. Whatever what's his yeah. name Steiger? Yeah Steiger. So he huh? he goes a little ape shit too in this movie. Uh but it doesn't take the movie down at all but I just don't I don't hold it in like a like a classic film. I don't have to revisit this a lot. I I was like, oh, I just watched this last year. I really wasn't necessarily looking forward to watch it again. I know I suggested it, but I suggested it because I just watched it. And I thought, okay, good. At least I, I could half watch it maybe and absorb what I wanted to. What I found was I, I ended up enjoying watching it again. And the part, the things that I thought I had problems with last year, I didn't really. Like, I questioned why he went in to save the dog and I thought it was noble for him, but then he falls into that muck at the end and there's this whole rather weird scene in the door. I find that nothing, like the house doesn't really try to keep them in. It really does want them out. Almost like when it says get out, it like literally wants them out because it really doesn't try to keep them. It does want them out. You're right. That's the whole idea. It's trying to scare them out. But the thing is, you know, the dog doesn't know that or the dog wants to fight it. You know what I mean? The dog had that second sense where he knows that that it's evil and he he wants to fight. That's why he won't leave. You I know, so the guy who goes the dog. in, he had a bloody paw from. from oh, that was it. terrible. That's like oh, the, like the babies like the babysitter had the bloody knuckles from knocking yes. on the door. And that scene <laughs> the is fake awesome. Dog I love that. That fake dog head that they use for like the bite. The, the I never noticed. Him. You never noticed? It's a it's a pretty no. looks like a taxidermy dog head that they say. Pop I'm glad I never noticed. But wow. then I like how the dog saves him. He's like, help me, pull me, pull me. And he saves him. Like, yeah, I, cool. I don't hate, like, please, I'm going to, as usual, I like to pick on the, some of the nitpicks and things I didn't like. But I, I enjoy this movie for what it is. It's just, it's not, the pacing is off. Like, again, what, like, oh, my God, the money disappeared from that guy's wedding. Uh-oh, oh, SpaghettiOs. Like, like what? who who cares? Like That's fucking like, great. What are you talking about? How do you not that, like that? I like that If that happened to you, I'd be shitting bricks. What the yeah, fuck? The guy, like, he... There's no connect. Like, they don't connect it to the house or anything like that. They're just like, huh, must be another jacket. You know, I'll well, did you see it? Did you see what? when the money gets lifted? Did you see when the money no. gets taken out of the jacket? No. Okay, you can see it. Yeah, see, again, I've seen this movie so many times. What do you mean you and... can see it? You can see the money yeah. be, like float away? Yeah, you, what happens is... Dollar no, by listen dollar. To me. The guy has a sport coat. <laughs> yeah. The guy has a coat, okay? It's a brother. He takes it off, and he's talking to his sister, and there's this scene 
where George first walks into the room. George walks into the room. The guy's over here talking to his sister. He goes, I just can't believe that yesterday you were my little brother and now you're getting married. You know, don't get misty. Anyway, he walks in and the first thing he says, he looks at the guy and he says, George, he goes, you look awful. And like George is standing looking at him. So, and as they're talking, they, they, they cut back to George and see, it's a clever, it's almost like a magic trick where you're, everyone in the room is going to be paying attention to George and his discussion on what he's saying. So as you see George in that, coming in that room, like just inside that, that doorway, He's talking, and if you look, that coat, the sport coat that the, the kid was wearing is on the couch laying there, and you see the upper part of, of his, I don't know, if it's a lapel, whatever it's called, you see the, like he has an inner pocket, and you see the freaking thing move around a little bit. Then it's gone. Really? So that's, that's cool. It's taken. I know it's cool. I, I thought you were going to make a joke, oh. like, like no, Stu no, Rosenberg and shoes came in and lifts it. No, okay. Well, no, no. <laughs> then he tapped on the upstairs. I like I'm that. Oh, it's great. Okay, so that's cool from, like, I wonder in the big screen if that would be more noticeable. Because, again, I kind of respect it for not putting the close-up in. Right, it's but, subtle. But I never saw it, and neither did Brandon. And I've, I've watched this movie, I don't like, again, not a shit ton of times, maybe... This is maybe but I like the whole sequence of it. I like the whole thing. I mean, that's a lot of money. That's I mean, he even writes a check that bounces, and, and just they find the uh, the money tag at the end. That's what's but scary that, to me is that when he that, what not scary. That's what a kick in the ass that is. Yeah. You're looking around and then you see it. And you, oh, I think that's it. And then you get it, and you and it's just just a money wrap. Yeah. Then you know you're fucked. You found like, that oh. and Chucky's batteries under there. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie probably like twenty times, so and again I'm not gonna. I didn't notice that twenty one here about (laughs) about the money being lifted. I didn't notice that uh, until over the course of the last ten years. So again, more that that you do see that. I want to go back and watch that now. So cool. That's actually that's pretty cool. I could see people complaining that sometimes there's a little bit of overacting going on. I could see that as, as a complaint, and it almost almost skates the line of camp in a couple scenes. And I could see that, but I think a, the, the director does such a good job of making it not that way, that, that it's just there. There are moments, tons of them for me, that I have unintentional humor. That's one of these, that's why I love this movie so much, that it, it genuinely scares me, which is hard to do, but there are some scenes that do. And some of the unintentional humor, which I also love. I think this movie, I think that the sequel came along it kind of blew it out of the water in a certain way as far as the direction it went. And it got all this notoriety, that movie, the second one. And then all the other sequels that came later were just kind of shunned by people. And it just became the joke that it is now. And I think that's why the first one doesn't get the props it deserves. But if you yeah. go back and look at a Haunted House movie, 1979, and the Amityville House is famous. The look of it. You know, the windows and everything because of this movie. If this movie never comes out, Amityville is not the household world world word that it is. I read Jay Anson's book. I get it. It was a great book. But I mean, just because that book was written, this movie turned it into freaking a household name. And that and there's a good reason for it. It was a big movie at the time. And I honestly think that I, I other movies like The Changeling and like Burnt Offerings and some other ones, they kind of get a lot of praise. I, at the end of the day, I think this is a better movie. I enjoy this movie more than those other ones. I think it gets neglected, if anything. I think I it's think, right I up think, there for me. Oh, that's why I'm glad to hear. I mean, Burnt Offerings is a scarier movie for me. I don't find anything in this really scary. The Get Out, I will I will admit, Ooh, yeah. when he when the priest is there and that voice, 
that voice yes. does get under my skin. So I'll praise it for that. And again, I because I, I, I always seen it, I, I, I do enjoy this film. I just don't see it at that level. And even the overacting, it takes me out, but I laugh at it. it. So I get some enjoyment from it rather than being like, oh my God, this is a piece of shit. It's like, I, sometimes when people ham it up, it's enjoyable for me. So both experiences, I, I texted you that line, right? When he... Uh, oh, it's great. Yes. What, what was My the God, again? I'm coming apart. I'm coming yeah. apart. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, love. God, I'm coming apart. <laughs> I love, yeah. Mother of God, I'm coming apart. I, I was like, yeah. okay, who can deliver that line? Like, that's a hard line to fucking deliver. I think he does a good it's job it, there, but it made me laugh. No, it, it didn't. It I just thought it was laugh. hilarious. Uh, now but, it makes me laugh. When I was younger, I found it jarring. I found it unnerving. I found all this stuff unnerving as I was younger. Now that I've seen the movie 20 times, uh, I say, like I said, the last 10 years or so, I I get a lot of humor out of it now, the way I do in like Texas Chainsaw. Because you that know, line wouldn't be written like that today. There's no way that line would be written like that. For the time period, it doesn't seem comical. But if, watching it in 2021... I, Mother of God, I'm coming apart. Nobody would ever write that line in a film now. <laughs> something, coming apart is just something about the opening, the way that they do the flashback or just the windows and you see the gun blasts and everything else. Yeah, fantastic. The them buying the property with the real estate agent, I love that. The the opening is just great. Like it gets you in there. But I, I, I there is something wacky with the editing. Uh, and it seems like they 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 try to make it a bigger ending than it uh, it needed to be, but then it seemed like they ran out of money, and I, something about them getting in that car and then slam cut to the credits of they never returned to pick, to pick up their personal belongings and and whatever just is a jarring ending to me, and I feel like leaves me, sorry, it feels like a poltergeist very, ending. It's very seventies to me. That, a lot of good. a lot of things like that ended that way in the seventies. I don't mind it. It it feels poltergeisty to me, where like where they just get get in the car and get the hell out of there. I, but I like poltergeist where they go to and they put that last little joke yeah. in where he put rules up the thing. This I, even if they just drove down the road and did the distance and the rain was coming down and then they, and then uh, the camera panned back to the house and then they did it. it it's just such I a jarring it. cut with the, with the the words there. I was just like, what? Huh? We're we're here. Okay, we're, it's over. Uh, I mean, and I, it's I weird that they change the they, they change the story of who kills who here in the beginning and who kills who? Part two. <laughs> who killed you? Because <laughs> part two got it more accurate because it's a, a a guy who kills his siblings in real that's life. What, well, that's so, what they say in this one. They said it was a kid. No, they I say they alluded killed, to the dad. No, they alluded to the dad killing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they do. They allude to a father killing his children. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I'm not saying it's etched in stone, but I, I always took under the impression that's that it was the That's why George kid. looks like him, right? Like that's I understand, him, but okay. yeah. it looks like someone in their 20s to me. I don't know. I just But again, when they show the picture, it's of George, so it's hard to say. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. of fucking that actor. I, you know what sworn, so it's hard to... I got the feeling they were they said kid. To... They said kid a couple times in the movie. They referred to him as a kid. The cop well, said it weird. one it's time. It's weird that they go back to that, that brother, because he looks old in that movie. Or in that picture, in that picture. They Mother, lie. father, four children. Maybe. You know what? Maybe. It's it's just worded weirdly. Because you see the father get shot. He's in bed with his wife. You literally see a mother, a, a husband and wife yeah. in bed getting shot, which I do love those. See, that's something else about this movie. Even even to take it from the top of the movie, the opening, the music, like you said, the credits, all that scary 
And then when the killing happens and you see the gunshots and then there's that creepy moment. You hear all kinds of rain and all kinds of noise and shit. And then all of a sudden the bodies get loaded into the back of that, you know, of that hearse or whatever it is, or that ambulance, pardon me. And then that door closes. And as soon as that door closes, silence. All that noise just disappears. And it just hangs on that three seconds of silence. And that to me is creepy. Just like these are these dead bodies now. This is the Hello, end. darkness, my old friend. <laughs> it's scary. It's like Holy that thing in, in Friday 4. What? Did you just know that the the guy that was responsible for the real murders just died the last fail? month? Yes, he did. Yeah. Yep, I saw that. Yeah. March 2021. I maybe the people posted yeah. about that. I Johnny I Butch just... the fail. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure wow. he did. Sorry, yeah. I didn't mean you, to, could, just... you couldn't have done this research pre-show? I no. we actually knew this, Dave and I, because we had this already researched out. <laughs> yeah. So wait till I get you... to my fingers. I'm all half ass there. Why did you bring that up here, <laughs> you fucks? Man, we're getting to it. Just because you want to rush it along, wrap it up, ratings. <laughs> and the opening door shots, and then when they're uh, that, that shit is scary too. I love the way it's done with the edits when she's showing them the house and they open the door and then you see who got killed in each room. And yeah. they, they, they call, I, that's fucking creepy to me. It's just, man, and I think about it now, being the age I am now, like, I never feel like I'm alone. Like, even here I am in the house with my wife, my family, you know what I mean? We're all here, but I feel connectivity to the rest of the world, obviously, right now. But, I mean, just in general, I never feel like I'm alone. But I, I was thinking, if I'm in this house, and when she's talking to him at the beginning, she's saying, doesn't it feel creepy that all those people were killed in here? And he's like, well, I just don't have memories. But and then when things start to happen a little bit, I was picturing myself being in his place, being me and my wife and my family, and feeling just that feeling of alone in this house and the evil that's in this house. I would feel, I don't know, it's just a scary feel. Like, yeah. you can't explain anyone else, especially in the, in the 70s. You know, you have a telephone to communicate, and even then, when she's trying to communicate half the time, she's getting cut off. It's just it's just a, a, a terrible feeling to me. Like, And that's know. another thing we should appreciate about this movie is that they're aware of the horrors that went in. They're yes, taking advantage yes. of the situation. Yeah, where it's usually a trope yes. now where it's like, oh, my God, a murder happened here. Nobody disclosed it. Like, they were aware. You built it on a graveyard. You didn't remove the bodies. <laughs> you only moved the headstones. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> oh, shit. But, man, see, this is scary to me. Even that laughter when the priest comes in the house and he hears those children giggling in that room. Yeah. And then he opens... For some reason, something about laughter in an empty house, like just voices, is scary to me. And they do it in part two. When the kid gets possessed, you hear that one voice just laughing like, <laughs> like that, that. The thought of that happening, that ha that's the kind of thoughts that go in my head when I'm alone in the dark somewhere. Even in my own house or in a basement for work, I, I always picture something like that happening. And, and, and I mean, it freaks me out a little bit. That would be a scary thing to happen. And again... Back to my thing with the rocking horse, the rocking chair thing in this movie yeah. freaks me the fuck out every time I see it. I think and, it's cool. and an Annabelle doll. Yes, Anza. and they didn't even realize it at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, an Annabelle. Isn't and then that... the nun shows up. And I'm like, fuck, <laughs> the whole Conjuring universe is here. Oh, the nun. That's comedy. The way she pukes is fucking... <laughs> I got a voice of it. Hold on. I, it, it makes I got me a voice. It's my ringtone. Every time I hear it, it makes it's me like, laugh. It's his ringtone every time his wife calls him. <laughs> In a way, this... <laughs> I should do that. Listen to how she pukes. Listen, it just takes a second to get into, but... <laughs> I 
a violent it's a violent act. No one likes Dude, that is funny. That is funny. It's even fun- it's even funny the way she stopped the car. She fucking came- those are the skid marks that should have been right before Ben Tramer got hit. Those were the skid marks that are missing from Halloween. Because there's no breaking involved. That guy drove straight into that. Like, what was he yeah. doing? <laughs> that cop. Oh God. There's no skin marks because he didn't even think of breaking. He's going through a residential area. I don't. We're not getting into Halloween too, but like God, I get it. That's another. That's another movie. That's another skit that we have in there. A Ben Tramer skit where they find skid marks, but it's just a dirty pair of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> they find a pair of tidy whites. Like we got skid marks. And then the the officer looks at it and goes, "Dinky." <laughs> You know how in Halloween, in the first one in Halloween Kills, they're going to have all kinds of throwbacks and everything to the original and this and that? They should definitely do that again. They should have the Ben Tramer kill again with a fucking a car just speeding into a guy. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my brakes. Uh, but no, the, the, honestly, the, the score of this film, it, it's hard to say it's underrated because it was so critically acclaimed, but I feel like it is underrated because really, we don't talk about it enough. I know, but we should, I own it. I listen to that shit. Yeah, no, it is. It's really, really effective, and the scares are super effective. I, I didn't find. I, I get that line with George. You know, I'm coming apart is comical, but Rod Steiger's performance, I thought it was terrific, and I, I like the way things Darkie. played out. I, yeah, I like George getting up at three fifteen, the exact time the murders take place. Him slowly coming apart. Her yep. sort of having these nightmares, dreams. That, that dream she has where she, her and the daughter are being killed by, with the axe. Yes. Super, super creepy stuff. I, everything that happens, the kid's hand in the window, the flies, everything. It's just, I think it's really effective. I just feel like in the, especially in that like last 40 minutes, that it just gets a little repetitive. And it's just like. Really? I think the last half hour, so much, so many great things happen. They pack it all into the half hour and so many things wow. go down. I would be, this is exactly it. It's almost like the setup is great. We get a good second act. And then it's right when things should be starting to go, like a boom, boom, boom. It kind of slows down and, and takes a couple of different routes where it should have, it could have cleaned it up. And again, it's not about yeah. being shorter per se. Although I guess where I'm going with it is they could have eliminated some of those last scenes and it would have shortened the film just to get, get there faster. Uh, there's something about that third act. That last forty who's minutes. This, who's that neighbor? Right. What what is what is that supposed to be? Who's the welcoming neighbor who comes over? That's what I was getting. Nobody knows. Isn't that weird? Is was he real? supposed to be one of the victims of? Was he maybe no the father? Oh, okay. It's unexplained. People, yeah. I've researched this uh, on the on the Amityville group on Facebook. People talk about it. There's been posts. Nobody knows. I don't even know if it's in the. See, I, I own the damn book. I should see if it comes. I don't think it does, but it's something that's speculated. You know, just like. Uh, us with being Friday the Thirteenth fanboys, how we speculate every little thing. That's how some people are with the Amity, especially yeah. the first. You know what I mean? They talk about that. They go, "What was that supposed to be?" And and here's it doesn't make any sense because he says a bunch of us or something wanted to come over and welcome you, and he holds up a six pack. That's all right, isn't it? Well, if it's if if, if it's if it's the welcome wagon, why is it one guy with a six pack? How does that make any sense at all? <laughs> I'm gonna come into your house, someone I don't know. Hey. The welcome wagon. You know, a bunch of us wanted to come over and welcome you into the area. Meanwhile, it's one guy with a six-pack. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. And then he's gone. So I, I don't know if it's supposed to be a ghost. I, I don't know what it is. Isn't that weird? Yeah, very strange. You should have uh, ultimate. Uh, but then again, 
we are talking about it, and it is kind of creepy that he's gone. I don't know. That's what it is about this movie. Creepy things happen that movies nowadays, they don't do that. Like, even George's battle, like, right off the bat, he gets into a bad mood. He, yeah. You know, he gets cranky. But then he comes out of it, and he, he keeps getting in a mood, and then she snaps him out of it. And it just keeps happening until the end. But I like that. I, I like that we see some... How often do you see that, that somebody's mood is affected? That's the haunting, that... His mood is affected, yeah. that, that the money just, is taken. It just seems to happen a lot, because he even goes to, like, the town hall to get the blueprints, and it seems like, okay, he's going to snap out of it, and he's going to be safe, but then he's, like, back in the trance, and he smacks her. Then, of course, he's back in the trance, and he's trying to kill the kids, and she has to snap him out of it. It's like, that's where it just felt a little weird. It was still super effective and super enjoyable. It just felt like it was cut together wrong. Like, that all should have been before he goes to the town hall. Like, he should have, well, obviously the axing should have been the last thing, but but it's like, I don't know. It just felt like yeah, One year before The Shining, eh? 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 Yeah. No shit, huh? Mm. This is true. Yeah, The Shining just took those two scenes, took the, the door scene, put his head in there, and made the, instead of the steps, <laughs> made the elevator bloody. The steps, <laughs> the steps were pretty cool. The steps were actually really cool, though. The bloody it's steps. It's funny. It's funny though. Oh, the oh, the blood is great when the blood yeah. starts coming on the walls and yeah. the music that's playing. Again, back to the score. The score and the sound design are are fucking fantastic yeah. in this movie. I, I think that it's done so well. But yeah, dude, that bloody shit with the, the blood on the stairs and the walls—that's creepy as shit. Imagine being there and that happens in your house. I would have. I would have upped it even more. I would have had. I would have had when they're climbing down the steps. I mean, I know it was pretty drenched, but I would have had it flowing. Well, that would have been great. I mean, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Shining? Like, it comes out like a yeah, I would have, I would have shined it up. I would, I, it would have been great if it was like, like evil deaded out the walls and then down the steps. Like that would have been fantastic. That would have given it the bigger finish. I think that would have probably been. I'm surprised. They, I, I don't know. I, even though I watched the remake last year as well, I don't Me remember too. much from that either. Me neither. Did they did they do the bloodied up ending? Because you'd figure that one know. would have had it flowing all over the place, but I, I don't believe it did. Not only that, when George comes down the steps, the in, instead of walking down the steps, he tapped us down the steps, and then he gets to the <laughs> bottom and he and he looks back and he goes groovy. <laughs> That's in our movie. Yeah, right. That would have been it. <laughs> Speaking of the steps, though, the part when the kid falls down the step always makes me laugh. That poor bastard. Because something about the way he's walking, it's almost like he's anticipating. Here's what I think. I think because the father falls, and I didn't think of this till last night, because the father falls through the same one that does a trap door type thing there. Yeah. I think that, that 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 they already filmed that scene prior to the little kid scene, or the kid knew that there was something there that, that he would fall through if he stepped on it or something. Because you could see the way he's walking. He looks uncomfortable. He's real klutzy looking. He steps, he puts his one foot out too far. I'm like, what the fuck? And then the way he falls. He was doing the hokey pokey. It's fucking hysterical. And I'll go a step further. At the end of the movie, when they're all evacuating the premises and they're running out, he falls down the steps of the house again. <laughs> Outside the house. <laughs> the poor bastard keeps falling. <laughs> what's with the friends running in? He's like, what are you doing to my house? Which she just decides that she's going to start smashing in that area with the the uh, sledgehammer. Or, oh, that's or... the greatest. <laughs> oh, when she says, have you all gone mad? <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest part of the movie. Oh, I love that scene. She runs downstairs. <laughs> Could you imagine being that person? Yeah. You walk into your house, you go downstairs, see, and your wife is down there with two people. <laughs> and they're <laughs> smashing the fucking house. 
about it because when they oh. first show up, when he first shows up to bring him the pay stubs, the wife is like, I don't want to get any closer to that house. Yeah. I, she's, so, and uh, then she's in the house. And she's going to go there. Yeah, so it's like it's like it's backwards. It's, no, no, it's, no, 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 no. It's a powerful. She says she goes because he even says that to her. They acknowledge it. She goes, she goes, wait, I thought you were terrified of the house. He goes, she goes, yeah, but, but, I'm, I'm, she goes, the vibes I'm getting. She goes, I, I have to see, I have to see what it is. She goes, and she goes, you know what? And it's in the basement. She, the evil is actually it, affecting her that way. It's trying to bring her in. I know, but that feels weird when it's trying to push everyone else out. But it's yeah. giving a warning. Because when the thing gets broken down, she gives the warning from the priest. Maybe, maybe the, it's God's powers coming from the priest saying, we want to get her inside to translate because that's exactly what she does. It's the passageway to hell. That's Is that the thing that the okay. demon pops out of in part three? That little hole in the ground? Yeah, the, what, the thing, yeah. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but yes, it's, it's that room. But who do you think he sees? When George looks inside that red room, and he is that is that his reflection, or is that supposed to be the guy that did the killing in the first movie? That's always puzzled me. Who is that that he sees that face that comes? Well, up? since it's the same person, I'm assuming it's supposed to be the. I don't actually know. No, you know, it's a little cause... off. It's him, but the way his beard is trimmed, it's like trimmed tighter. Does it's almost like they took his face and changed it just a tiny bit. I don't know. It's odd. Maybe it's supposed to be like a reflection of what he will become if he stays in the house. The oh, evil that he'll do. The evil that men do. <laughs> <laughs> Christian's unamused. Come on, oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I was trying to read up on something about it, but it's fine. Uh, yeah. This fucking guy, bookworm over here. <laughs> bookworm. <laughs> what you reading there, bookworm? Bookworm Jim. I even said... <laughs> I even sang an Iron Maiden song and you didn't pop. Good God. Sorry, I, uh, yeah. It happens. You could, you you know what? And by the way, you could do with a haircut and a shave. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when that priest said that to the other priest in the movie? When he's on the way out? And he has no facial hair whatsoever. I know. No, no facial hair whatsoever. They always say you could, you, you could use a shave. <laughs> when everything starts getting amped up at the end, she then goes back to try to get the blessing from the priest again. I guess she wants to find out what's going on with that. And that just seems like unnecessary at that point. And that's when she meets the young guy who's working on the car. Yeah. And finds out, I feel like oh. we don't need it. I don't think, I feel like we don't need she's it at not, that point. She's not trying to get the blessing from the priest. Yeah, initially she was, he was supposed to come and do it. But now all this, all the crazy stuff that's happened to her. Now she knows there's a haunting here. Now she's just reaching out. And then she says, she goes, he's more than, he's, yeah. more than he's helped me through some difficult times, everything else. She just needs somebody to talk to. And of course, a holy man, if there's something unholy happening in your house, she's going there for just for help. Not so much to, you know, bless it by that point. Sure. Blessing is too late. I don't think she thinks a blessing is going to save it. I really like the arc, though, of Father Delaney. I love it. I love that him at the Me end, too. just sort of catatonic, just destroyed yeah, would... by the yeah. house and just sort of broken, sitting there. Like, I could arrange for us to have lunch outside. Go fuck yourself, Father Bowen. Yeah, he don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love it that the cop asks him one question and he's like, I'm really busy. You're a fucking yeah. priest. Unless it's Sunday. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Preparing the Eucharist. Yeah. I, I hope you can make this fast. I'm really busy. I think it was his exact thing. Like, listen. And then and then he's like, where are you going with this? Like, he, he's so combative with the with the, the cop out of the gate. Like, I find it, it's just a very weird exchange. 
I laughed that like whole that. time. I'm like, it, it doesn't make, it just didn't work for me. And then he leaves and it, 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 there's something missing there. Yeah. The cop, the cops, the cop story arc is kind of useless. Priests yeah. don't like <laughs> cops. Priests do not want cops messing in their business. It's separation of church and state. That's how they feel about it. They don't want these guys no, noodling around, sticking their nose into shit. That's a holy matter. That has nothing to do with the cops. Everybody out there, go watch that scene and tell me it's not awkward. It's a very weird exchange of dialogue where it's like, hey, He's do you want to answer a few questions? Yes, I, no problem whatsoever. And then and then he asks one question. And then he's like, instantly, it's weird. It's It's such a weird exchange. That's it. It's none of his fucking business. That's what it is. He's asking about his, his his father Delaney, who he admires and respects, and he says all he just gives him this this speech before I came out of the war and I look up to you. He has a lot of respect for this guy, and this guy's coming in asking him nonsensical questions about things that have nothing to do with anything. Leave the fucking man alone. He won't even talk to me. He's 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 disgruntled. He's fucking depressed that this priest is in the state that he's in that he looks up to and everything that's happened to him. He's seen him battling with the church. He's got bigger fish to fry, and he has to get a haircut and a shave. Yeah. <laughs> and prepare the Eucharist. Yes. You don't want to deal with some fuck. body of Christ. That's it. He don't want the cops fucking messing around in his shit, dude. That's how I look at it. And you know this was supposed to be the sound back to the soundtrack. This was rejected. It's supposed to be the soundtrack for the Exorcist. Initially, that's what it was made for. And honestly, I think it would have worked better in The Exorcist. I think it's a great fucking soundtrack. Could you imagine the opening titles and in, 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 in The Exorcist it being la 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 la? And I love, I love. Don't get me wrong, Jubilee Bells is fucking iconic. But this was written for The Exorcist, and they turned it down. So Amityville just had it sitting there and fucking took it. Weird, huh? That is very yeah. weird. And Pet Cemetery. <laughs> Pet Cemetery uses it in their fucking trailer. Did you ever see that Pet Cemetery trailer from '89? They play the fucking Amityville song. It's so weird. Well, they did that. They do yeah. that nowadays. Uh, Requiem for a Dream, which a soundtrack that I loved, and I, I left that movie. I was blown away. I said that was amazing, and that soundtrack was awesome. And then that soundtrack was amped up. So it's just like a quartet in that, and they amped it up, and it was it was used for Lord of the Rings. Uh, like trailers and everything else. And, and yeah, it was used like, for that sci-fi movie Sunshine. I remember yeah, they, they used the amped-up version oh, for that. Yeah they, yeah, they got like an orchestra behind it and it just became this yeah. epic, epic soundtrack that was used for multiple trailers and stuff as well. Yeah. Maybe so, it was the Canadian version. They have orchestras and they have choirs. Yeah, they choired it up. <laughs> All right, see. You know, like, they, yeah. they, they, they acquired the rights. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I get, I get it now. The fuck out. I get it now. Where's my silver man. bullet when I need it? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. But I'll tell you, that dream thing when she wakes up, that's scary to me when she wakes up and she goes, ah, she was shot in the head. Because that's happened to me with my wife. She'll wake up screaming occasionally. I think I mentioned Yay! it on the show. I bet she was shot in the head. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Sorry. No, but it's a scary thing to happen. Could you imagine being on either end of that? The one having the dream that you woke up screaming, she was shot in the head, realizing that you moved into this house and the very bed you're sleeping in, that person was shot in the head. Okay? Or being the guy next to her who has to wake up to that. That's fucking yeah. scary. And the way yeah. she screams, something about the audio in this movie, like I said, the sound design, when people scream. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be the husband not having the dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah but it's sleep. scary, dude. 
I'd be like, yeah, you okay, honey? Who was shot in the head? Wasn't me, no. was it? No? Yeah. All right. Go back to sleep. That's not how it goes, buddy. Believe I need my, me. I need my eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife fucking has woken up doing shit, and it's fucking scary. I'll tell you that right now. She wakes up, ah! and I, I, you know what I mean? You're sleeping, and you wake up to that? That's fucking scary shit. I'm coming to fart! Babe, <laughs> babe we need to talk about this. <laughs> One time my wife woke up mad. Like angry about something, woke up out of sleep this way, and then she got up, and she stood out, got out of bed, and she started grabbing stuff on the nightstand and acting like she was walking out. And I looked at her, and I stood up at this point. I said, "What are you doing?" And she stopped and she looked at me and she said, "Excuse me." <laughs> it turns out she was still half asleep, and in the dream, she had a dream. That she cheated on me with some guy, and she woke up in the dream, and she was mad at herself and the guy. And that's why she said that to me that way. She thought I was the guy. Excuse me? Like, I'm going home to my husband. That's right. <laughs> Maybe she should have lied about the dream. Couldn't you have just turned that in around like, I didn't know what I was half asleep. I, I don't know what I was talking about. Done and... <laughs> it's too funny not to share. We, I love sharing those kind of stories, you know? Oh, shit. Like the story about I'm coming apart. It, it la- I laugh because it reminds me of my brother when he was a little kid in school, like, I don't know, second or third or fourth grade. The, the, the teacher, sometimes teachers share rooms in schools, right? And the teacher who he had, uh, the other teacher had uh, either guinea pigs or hamsters in the room. And the other teacher was disgusted at the whole thing. He wanted nothing to do with the fucking, those animals in, in the room. He hated it. Okay, and the other teacher was all about it. So this it was funny because they used to he my brother would see them, you know, you could tell that there was tension because of it. So anyway, one time the mother gave birth to some babies. And what happened was one of the babies passed away, didn't survive early on. So now my brother's in class and the other teacher that doesn't like them sees that something happened and that one of them died. And the mother is going over to, to its baby and like bugging out and running around and like like pushing on it and stuff, like, like trying to revive it because it died. So the teacher says, out of nowhere, in the, in the middle of teaching this class, and my brother didn't even know why, he says, oh my God, she's falling apart. <laughs> and my brother, because he was so young, literally thought that, the, 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 that a hamster in there was like literally falling apart, like limbs were falling off it or something. <laughs> And he was bugging out about it. So when I, when I, that, that coming apart reminds me of that falling apart story. It makes me laugh even more. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, anyways, shit. right? That's a funny story, no? <laughs> but anyway, that, that nun, how she goes in the house and she's like overly overjoyed. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, where are your parents? She's pinching the cheeks and this and that. She goes from really, really happy, like, over the over the moon to fucking mentally destroyed in a matter of like 30 seconds it's like oh i feel terrible i gotta leave I, that's fucking cool shit man <laughs> see there aren't there are not haunting movies like this where thing in haunting movies now and in ghost stories and haunted houses the things that happen in this movie it's done a different way than we see now now everything is over the top and over exaggerated this right. is simple Agreed. people get a bad feeling you know george goes through his shit she has dreams the hand that's what I like about it is that it's Jody, the, the, the eyes, the red eyes. Yeah, which became now it's a trope. 
about yeah. the, about the whole the little girl talking to the fucking the ghost in the house. I mean, doesn't that happen in the other movie we're going to talk about? You know what I mean? There, it, there's somebody always talking, but this is the first one that I can recall it happening. And the Jody stuff is great in the eyes when she sees it. It is it is scary to me. Yes, it's a little basic. Obviously, they just use some LED lights outside. Whatever. The part that's a little ridiculous at the end, but I love it, is when you actually see the pig in the window. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's it's funny. No, it's, it's, it's a really bad effect. Why did they do it? They didn't need it. It's odd. It's off-putting, at least. It's off-putting I know. because they of didn't... how horribly matted in it is, even for the time frame. <laughs> I think it, it was for a high-budgeted movie or for what would be considered a mainstream film. They didn't even need that. Like, it was, it was, it's, it is very off-putting, but not in the way that I think they were intending or that you mean. Yeah, why well, make Jody a pig? Because she was a pig in the original, that's why. <laughs> in, in, in the book. It, it was, that was the whole story, that it was a pig. She should have been like, I want to play a game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he should have been kidnapped by fucking Hoffman or whoever the hell did. <laughs> anyway, I, I do have a lot of... I think the babysitter scene is great. I think she does a great job how scared she is and terrified and she gets locked in the room and even then when the lights go off and she screams, that's scary. Something yeah. about the screams in this movie and the sound design, they amplify it. They make it a little louder than everything else and it always, it always freaks me out when the people scream in this movie. It's just, I can't explain why. I just, the door was that, that never locked. Good, that is a good scene. There's no lock. There's no lock on the door. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking the fuck out! She's like, why didn't you let me? In? Why didn't you hear me calling? You know what I mean? And then I she know. goes after uh, the little girl. She goes after Amy. <laughs> yeah, she goes right after. <laughs> you know the kid. Uh, one of the sons is uh, one of the kids that was in ET, and he was like a childhood actor, and he was in uh, uh, a few films. Like, I think it's T.J. Murdoch or I know, something like that. I, maybe that's the wrong name, but he's one of the one of the sons <laughs> in this. But he's also in ET, so you should know who he is just from that. Oh, uh, I know who you're acting. talking about. He stopped acting at the end of like uh, the '80s, and then uh, he's like an investment guy now. He owns his own company. Nice. Well, he didn't have that many lines in movies, so he was just kind of there. He was like an a, 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 an extra. He was always a friend of the friend. He might have been wonder, the guy that said, "You." I get wonder it. what he gets from royalties though from that because he was in this. He was in ET. Both of them yeah. pretty mainstream films. I'm sure that he still gets. He was in nice Psycho. Royalties. He was in Psycho. He's the one who yells, Ah, C.J. Murdoch, motherfuckers! <laughs> that was him. How about, the, how about those two other scenes with George that are funny? It was right after that scene. It was Jody with the babysitter scene. And, and the father and George goes, What are we standing here listening to? <laughs> That's fucking great. And then later on, when he goes, and I goes, and I don't like, what did he say? Hold on. I wanted to. I wrote it down because I wanted the exact words. I think it's hassled. Well, what does he say? I'm pretty sure he says hassled. He, he's like, and, and, and I don't like being hassled in the men's room. He tells that guy, <laughs> the fucking caterer, what are you trying to get the money? He goes, ah, I don't want to check. I want cash. You know, checks bounce. Checks don't clear. Listen, it checks are canceled. And he goes, "Well, you're gonna have to take cash." And he goes, I don't like being hassled in the. Could you imagine saying that to somebody? I don't like being hassled in the men's room. Oh, it's Casey Myrtle. That was his name. And he was best known, although he was in those two movies that we talked about, he was also Eddie in Growing Pains. Oh, Ray really? He was one of the friends, one of his friends, Eddie, yeah. But that That's was him, and he stopped editing. I guess he started editing. He started acting, I guess, in 92 <laughs> in that show. Anyway. Started editing, then. Yeah. 
Get rid of the editing. Uh, who's TJ Murdoch, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's actually Murdoch from fucking uh, the A Team. Is it TJ Murdoch? It might be. I don't, I don't fucking. It's been so long. Let's see. TJ okay, Hooker. I'll look it up. Why does George steal the book from the library? <laughs> What's the game by stealing? All he has to do is sign up and get a card. You know what? I thought the same thing. I said the same thing because my dad was watching me. I'm like, why would he steal the book from the library? Why doesn't he just check it out? And then I'm like, oh, maybe it's one of those reference books that you can't take out. Oh, I forgot about that. Remember that? Yes. These are the books you can't take out. You're right. <laughs> that, was You're... My, that was my immediate thought. Like, maybe okay. It's a... <laughs> You're right. There were some books you can't take. But I think a book about demons and shit is something that somebody could check out. It's... Yeah. <laughs> that was the... You know? That'd be in the occult section with every, all those other books. It right would have been funny if he got caught by a librarian. He's like, I want to apologize. I'm coming apart. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you get hassled in the men's room. <laughs> I like when he makes reference to the kids being her children towards the end when he's really on the brink. Oh, the- yeah. Yeah. You that's just creepy. Your goddamn children. Oh, these children need some goddamn discipline. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Something like that. It was, it was one of the lines in there. But he basically doesn't, like, acknowledge that they're his kids. That's when he's angry. Only when he's angry like that. Right. Yep. I don't know. How about about he goes, don't you have any good news? He tells him when the guy comes (laughs) to the house. Just wanted the pay stub signed. I like when he he chucks that axe at the tree. I've been like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to get out of here. (laughs) You want to just sign these real quick and I'm going to leave? Right. (laughs) Those men should have been paid yesterday. You all of a sudden, you're really concerned about it. (laughs) That's good. So did you figure out what you need to figure out, see? Yeah, I think I combined what uh, almost what Brandon was joking about. I think I combined TJ Hooker with TJ Murdoch, Murdoch being from uh, A-Team, because it's H.M. <laughs> Murdoch from A- A-Team. Uh, and, he, and this guy was Casey Martle. Not even fucking close. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Are you sure it isn't um, TJ Suppinger? It might be him. <laughs> TJ Suppinger says, happy birthday, by the way, see? <laughs> was he the one where that did, said happy where birthday? Where did that from? come from? Where would he have seen a post that it was my birthday? I, I don't have any fake accounts. I've got one Facebook account, and, it, and it, my birthday has never changed. <laughs> was That's it TJ? Oh, thing. no, no. It was Cole. I'm sorry. It was Cole. It wasn't TJ. I, I take it back. I don't know. Isn't that weird? And then, and then Watt said it was Canada Day. And I said, oh, okay, that's cool. But it really wasn't that <laughs> But I believed it for half a second. <laughs> Amazing. Is. So yeah, Amityville. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I I love it. Uh, there's you know there's nothing else I can say. I I think it's it, it's pretty scary. I I have no problem with it. I love the last half hour. Everything happens first. They dig up the well. All that shit happens. Then she finds out that it's that the guy looks like George. Everything happens with the priest and, and that, that scary scene to me in the church when he goes blind, and then it all you know comes to the end. I I I, I like the way everything packs in because I remember watching the movie. I look and. I've seen the movie so many times. I'm like, I looked at the time. It said an hour and 15 minutes. I'm like, man, all this shit still has to happen. So to me, even though it is long, I know some people say it moves slow, but to me, I don't know. It, there's not really a dull moment. I think it's done. I think it's paced perfectly. You really care about the these two people. You know, they're, they're really in love with each other. You can see what they're what they're doing in the beginning. Margot Kidder's happy and, and, and beautiful. It's like Such a Romeo a and Juliet thing. Such a kid. <laughs> I understand. I don't feel like it moves slow. I just feel like the like some of the scenes are out of order. Like that's the only way I can describe it. That's weird. It wow. just feels like they come back to this and this. Then he's normal. He's he's at the 
at the library. He's getting the books. He's getting the blueprints at the town hall. Then he's crazy again. It's like, I get, like, why, like, the, the grasp on him. But uh, it just seems like, I don't know. It just seems a little discombobulated at times. But it's I still love it. But I still love it. I, I do love it as well. Okay. Well, where are you then? Eight and a half out of ten. Oh, wow. I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm nine out of ten. I love okay. it. And I'm seven. Oh. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't dislike the movie. I was thinking, oh, shit, are we in the going to be a Dave 10 out of 10 category here? I wasn't sh- too sure what your what your thought process was. Let's be honest, Christian. This is no ghost story. Let me tell you, when I watched this ghost story that day, that's what it felt to me that day. 10 out of 10. That's that's. I, I thought it was flawless. You know what I mean? It just, there was nothing I could look down on. Or I, just, I don't know. Going back, would that be changed? Who knows next time I watch it? But that's the way I felt on that view. It's just, like I always say, a movie's only as good as the last time you watched it, and that's yeah. that's what I felt. And I, I rate Amityville two a nine and a half. I'm fucking. You guys know I love Amityville two, but this one to nine. It's not quite. There are some things like again that guy. We don't know why he appears. The stuff with the priest there in the cop. There's a couple loose ends. There's a few things that maybe the cop has a comical look to him with that bushy mustache. That was always like the comical cop thing. That <laughs> big bushy mustache. That Levi Etheridge mustache. <laughs> That Melissa Etheridge mustache. <laughs> hey, it's the 70s. You know, what do you want? Yeah. 79, baby. But see, I love that idea, though. I wish that at the end of the movie, they would have just panned back to the house after that stuff came on the screen. And that could have been your closing shot. And then... Go it's, it the... is the house, I think. But oh, it's is it? like they just slam cut to it and they throw that, that thing up. They never return for their belongings. I just... <laughs> I, it's like, oh, okay, what? Okay. I, it just felt like a tagged on ending. I, I, I don't know. I think it could have been. See the pig, oh, you guys see the pig chasing the car down the street at the end? <laughs> a galloping pig. Yeah. <laughs> a a, a, a J pig. <laughs> Imagine if they would have had somebody like in a, in like a pig, you know, in, in a, what do you call it? European vacation in the beginning. Yes. It's someone dressed up like one of those running down the street. Uh, <laughs> in that, the that's that's in our movie. And that's how our movie. movie should end. There, that's there you go. That's the end of our movie. A, a car driving away, somebody in a pink costume chasing it, and then they're they're talking about us. These three left oh. this place and they left their belongings. Yeah, we never, we never, never, never that. We never podcasted again. <laughs> <laughs> be great the rain comes down <laughs> actually you know what happened to me this morning and i i honestly i swear it's happened to me once before where i had to go to the hospital and i thought i was gonna have to cancel the show i was cleaning my ears and i know you're not supposed to stick q-tips in your ears but yeah, I, I do I it i do it anyway my ears are so bad I, ha- I had a really bad ear infection like probably 15 years ago like really bad like probably the most sick i've ever been and one of my ears, like the canal, is just really small. So I was cleaning it. The end came off inside. Oh. Yeah. The the cotton ball know. came off inside inside my ear. And I had to go to the hospital once for it because they had to get a special tool to reach in to get it because they couldn't even see it. Oh, my God. I can't even think about it. But I was what? able to take a tweezer here and get it out, luckily. Oh, my God, dude. Stop yeah. it. Stop oh, doing stop, it. I, I quit. It. I've been using Q-tips for fucking over 30 years. I went to my doctor not too long ago because I've been having this thing happen in my ears where I get like a little a little thump 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 noise going on in there. 
And, and it's weird. And I asked her about it. And the first thing she said was, do you use Q-tips in the morning? Or do you, if you're a shower, I said, yes, she goes, quit. She goes, it causes all kinds of problems. So I quit cold turkey and I'm fine. Nothing's changed in my life. I mean, I use a hair dryer on my, on my hair anyway. So it is still kind of drying out my ear a little bit. You know what I mean? So I just quit cold turkey. I said, Look at this. Dave and I both use hair dryers. I use a hair dryer too. I have to with hair this long. Cause who has, who has that much time in the morning to fucking do it? I never used a hair dryer. I only use it when it gets to a certain length. Is, is oh, I always use. I like the fluffiness it gives my hair. It is nice. I use a hair dryer, but things? typically just on my balls and my feet. I like to make sure my <laughs> feet are nice and dry before before I put socks I use, on. I use it on my balls also. <laughs> Didn't you shave the hair on your balls? Isn't it lasered out? And, uh, I I still have my bush. I still have my pizza slice. What about your ass hair? Did you get that lasered out? No, no. Oh, I would if I could. Honestly, no, 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 no one's really eating my. You ass. said it was painful yeah. though, right? It's extremely oh, really? pain. It's extremely oh. painful. Oh, then you're not going near my asshole. Is it like no, is it like I... a tattoo or something? Like what? Why? What? It's it like... a laser. You're burning out the follicle, and and it's funny oh. when you finally when you finally kill the follicle. You know how you can tell? You start to bleed from it. So I would oh, literally, God. I would go home bleeding. I, I mean, Are you paid would, for this? <laughs> they would make me sometimes sit there for like a half hour afterwards and eat like they had like lollipops because I needed sugar because I felt like I was going to pass out. Like I'm sitting there eating a lollipop, like shaking. <laughs> like, oh, I'm OK. God. I would never God. do it again. Oh, and you don't want to near those... your ass because that might just seal it up for good. Oh, fuck right. <laughs> Honestly, I don't, give a fuck. I, don't, I don't have a ton of ass hair and I, I don't care whatever. Like, I don't I don't like. I don't like ass play, my ass being played with. So, See? so you want someone I... to lick your ass? Honestly, oh. I, my my ass. I, I want my ass left alone. So just just let it be. I oh, wouldn't trust. I'd be like I don't. It's like a bad neighbor. I don't trust it. I don't want. I I don't. I don't want anybody around there. Not even me. Yeah, I don't even like to go there. <laughs> I barely wanted. <laughs> yeah. I don't even wipe. I don't even. I don't even. <laughs> so you get... wouldn't let a female lick your asshole? Is what you're telling me. No. Oh, you must. Wow. I'd probably George Lutzer after. I'd probably give her one of those smacks that he gave Margot Kidder. <laughs> we call I'll it, tell you something. We call it a I'm George coming Lutzer. apart! <laughs> <laughs> Once I had a girl, she was going to... Nah, forget it. Sorry. God, no, no, you can't start that. And, you can't say that. And not... I didn't want to be too vulgar on the show. It's a sex thing. It's, a, it's you know... There's nothing wrong with the sex thing. She was... Okay. All right. So this girl, I, I didn't really know her well. She was she was blowing me, and I was standing up. It was one of those situations. I, I don't know how it happened. She was on her knees. I was standing up. Wait for the up. bus. Or maybe, maybe she was on <laughs> Wait for the bus. <laughs> that was good. So she's doing her thing, and she knows when it's about to be time, because, you know, smart smart people do. And she knows when it's about the time. So right before she took her pinky, <laughs> she took her pinky, and she put it in my asshole, right? And let me tell you, I mean, it wasn't like a full insertion. It was just, you know, this is like the tip of it. But she put her pinky in there, right? She timed it perfectly when I did my thing. And I fucking blasted like a like a damn fire hydrant. It was yeah. I'm just telling you. No, okay. no, I, I, I I've get had that. that. I had that. I haven't had, like, you went to another extreme, I think, where you're talking about, like, What do you mean you had that? Wait a minute. This that makes really no sense. <laughs> <laughs> Who eats an asshole like that? 
I, I, <laughs> shit. Is that how you eat pussy? Down, down, down. Good. He's got a knife and fork and a lobster bib on. Yeah. So wait a minute. Stop. <laughs> Collaborate and listen. <laughs> wait. You guys had an issue with someone licking your asshole, right? But you had no problem with someone putting a pinky into it? This is backwards. No, I don't want a pinky in my asshole. I'm just saying I'm saying I understand that it it increases the pleasure, but I, I'm still sensitive around my ass. But a tongue isn't going to hurt you. That's true. No intrusion. That's what's backwards to me that you would be bothered by the one and not the other. That's I backwards would hurt her. <laughs> her. If she wants to do it, that's her choice. Yeah. Like, if we want to do it to them, that's our choice. Hey. If she's going to worry about all the zinc oxide taste from the creams I put on my asshole, she'll be like, oh, this tastes funny. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my uh, that's my antibiotic. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop licking off all my antibiotic. <laughs> I think I, I'm going back way back, but it's it's definitely happened once, maybe twice, with with the, the pinky. A pinky? Yeah. And maybe an ice that's cube. That's hot. Oh, that's hot, too. <laughs> Hey. Not on my ass, but uh, somewhere else. But anyway, yeah. Oh, I, I knew yeah. where you were going. The ice cubes are good, too. Yeah. yeah. On the other side. Nice cubes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't be so bad. It would melt. It wouldn't take long. You're, you're, you're 90. What's the matter, honey? Your drink's getting warm. Let me refresh that for you. <laughs> you like some ice? <laughs> cubes are crushed. Cubes are crushed. As long as as long as there's no pain, I would let a female do anything she wanted to me. As long as it's not hurting me, I don't. If she wants to do that, or she wants me to do it to her, that was always the way I played it. I don't. If it, if, if you're into it, be my guest. Nobody's being hurt. Why not? That, that's always been my attitude. I'm just happy to be there. That's, that's a great attitude. <laughs> always. I'm all. I, why would I not be happy to be engaging in sexual activity? It's fucking. It's it's like a the highest drug there is. I will not you know? have a threesome though. Oh, what? As I tell people, I will only disappoint one person at a time. <laughs> he doesn't even masturbate. <laughs> he doesn't want to disappoint himself. It's funny. When I masturbate, myself. sometimes I reach around and stick a pinky in my ass, and I go, who the hell was that? <laughs> I thought about it, but never did it. <laughs> the thought did cross my mind. You're, you wouldn't even put it. your own finger in your ass, but you're okay with anybody else doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well. I don't know. Now, now you're going to get me to try it, for Christ's sake. I can't believe at this stage of the game. Report back. Next time I do it, I might put my finger in my ass. I can't believe this. But There's I might. a lot but of work to I'm be done for next episode. you got to report it's back true. on the pink in the ass, and the patrons have to watch that scene, that the, inter- the exchange between the uh, the copper and the priest in Amityville at the end, well, about true. 15 minutes from the end, and see if it's unnecessary. That's the homework for this episode, folks. And I'm going to try the ice thing. I'm going to see if I can make black ice and brown ice. <laughs> well, you're definitely doing the wrong thing. <laughs> I just like that guy says, fuck you to the cop. That's all. That, that, that's why I like any scene when somebody tells a cop, it's none of your fucking business. I like it. It's A-OK by you. <laughs> yeah. But he's right, though, Christian. It, like, thinking back on it now, it does feel like it feels like some priest should have made it to the house. It feels like Bowen should have made it to the house. Yeah. Somebody no should have been at the house. No one took an interest. Father Baron. Yeah. Father Marin. <laughs> you should have brought Father Marin back for that movie. You should could you imagine I wonder if they approached fucking um what's his name? Um um good guy. Max Monsido. Thank you. Max Monsido and said, 
You want instead of Rod Steiger? Would you like to play the priest in this movie? There's no question. I would have, I would have reached out to him if it were me. You know, no question. Could you imagine that the Exorcist playing the fucking priest in your movie? Man. Yeah. That would be cool. Getting to Fango, it's quite interesting. Yeah. Now, by the time we're done with Fango here, this is issue one. It's going to be done. I have issue four. If we have time to get to it today, great. If not, the bottom line is this. Now they are all going to be in order from here on out because I have them all. So no more bouncing around like we've been doing here. But quite interesting, talking about Fango, this just so happens to be issue one. There is a little bit about the Amityville Horror. Oh, nice. Look at the makeup here. Hold up. Oh, yeah, those are the welts or the... the... No, that's that part at the end when she falls back and her face scrunches up for that quick second. Wish they would have showed it more. You yeah, know I was going to say, it did, I remember that, but it didn't look as as horrifying as that. I know. They did it too quick, I know. It's, it's unfortunate, but... Yes, the Amityville Horror, real or real? In real or real, R-E-A-L or R-E-E-L. So this is all it says. It's just a, a little freaking paragraph, but... By day, a warm, comfortable-looking residence in Sylvan setting in the small community of Amityville, L.I., Long Island. But the dream house, which the Lutzes bought for a song, becomes a leering monster at night. <laughs> the horrifying house is now the star of American International's new thriller, The Amityville Horror, based on the nonfiction bestseller of the same name by Jay Anson, starring James Brolin, Margot Kidder, and Rod Steiger. Horror is directed by Stuart Rosenberg from a play by Sander Stern. And uh, I guess that's it. It's just the fucking... It's just, a, <laughs> yeah. it's just it. pictures of... It, I it's you were going to share some insights. Or some... I thought I was, but it's just some promo. It just says, <laughs> I thought I was going to share something interesting, but I didn't. <laughs> but it's so interesting that we just so happened to have this fango in front of us. I wasn't even going to, because the other stuff I was reading was here, and then... But uh, if, if nothing else, we do have that shot of Margot Kidder. See? Oh, she's having a stroke. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. It looks like she's shooting anyway. her pants. She's <laughs> shooting my pants. She's trying to get the ice cubes out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I shouldn't have put that ice cube out there. <laughs> Outstanding. So anyway, that's, the... <laughs> that's kind of cool that's there. Okay, now, did you guys know there was a Wolfman movie in like 1979 or 1980? Did you have any knowledge of this? Of what? A Wolfman? Like a remake of Universal Horror? Yeah. In 1980? Yeah, yeah or, or 79 when this was published, but I, I would say 1980. Unless well, it didn't come talking out. talking about it, and then maybe they're talking about it and it evolved into finally just greenlighting American Werewolf in London or The Howling or whatever. Possibly. I don't know, but this is what it says here. The new Wolfman, Okay. Back in 1941, hapless Larry Talbot listened with dread to the Transylvanian poem that predicted his destiny. Okay, that talks about the movie. Now, the werewolf... Oh, hold on. The Wolfman. A series of pictures featuring Cheney as a lycanthrope flourished in the 40s before the legend lapsed into dis, into disuse for the next three decades, rearing its head for such occasional thrillers as I Was a Teenage Werewolf, Curse of the Werewolf, and a Werewolf in a Girl's Dormitory. Now the werewolf legend is back in all its gothic splendor via Earl Owensby's The Wolfman, a tale of terror that translates the Transylvanian's horror into 1910 Georgia 
Described as a cinematic study in classic horror, the film follows the misadventures of Colin Glasgow, played by Earl Owensby, a stalwart lad who became heir to the Devil's Curse. So does oh. anyone know about the movie? No. Weird. Weird. Me neither. I guess the only way to look into it is to look up the uh, the actor. What was his name? Um, uh, Earl Owensby. Well, Earl Owensby. Yeah, 1979, Earl Wolfman, PG. 2.8 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> 361 well, they... reviews. Worth, worth Keeter. Am I worth his family? Keeter? Worth Keeter is the director. A man finds out that his family has a werewolf curse put upon them. Uh, an hour, like, yeah, February 1979, it was released in the U.S. Earl yeah. Owensby. Colin it's Glasgow. just called Wolfman. Look Wolfman. at that Wolfman. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. I'm going to IMDB. It looked better in 41. It looks, like, it, looks like, <laughs> it looks like someone took a shit on his head. <laughs> it does. Oh, God, that's hilarious. It does look like a piece of shit. 2.8 out of 10. Here's the funny part. Only 361 ratings. So nobody even knows this movie exists. But those who wow. do shit on it. And, and shit on his head, apparently. <laughs> I guess we're I guess we're doing this next show. What are we pairing it up with? <laughs> For 1940. Let's just do a werewolf show at some point. That'd be great. Isn't well, that weird? We, even though we did Silver Bullet last week. Right. This looks like it might rival Available it. Available on Amazon? You gotta be kidding me. Is it? Oh, no, it's, it goes to the uh, 2010 version, I think. Extended director's cut. Yeah, Del Toro and Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> director's cut of this. Wolfman. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Isn't that something, though? I mean, this is in Fangoria. They're, they're, they're pimping it. They have a whole freaking couple-page article on it. <laughs> no, it's, it's one full page. Either way, they're promoting it here in Fangoria, and no one knows about it, and it's a complete turd. Wow. <laughs> Has anybody seen it out there? And more right. homework. Wolfman. Report back. It's just called Wolfman. There's no the, there's no, there's none of that stuff. So, wow. okay. Yeah, yeah, weird. And as long as we're talking about Universal Monsters, here's a little uh, interesting tidbit about the um, the creature from the Black Lagoon and what happened to its suit. Because obviously the man was wearing a suit in the movie. Uh, this is interesting. Where is he now? A haircut wet. <laughs> it's been 25 years since the Gill Man made his first appearance on the screen. Now, decades after his stardom, where is the latex rubber prehistoric beast? This is crazy. Just where he belongs in Forey Ackerman's massive sci-fi collection in Los Angeles. How Forey came to be the creature's keeper, however, is quite a tale. After the last movie of the series, Forey recounts, Universal threw out the suit. A janitor found it and thought, Gee, my kid would like this. He brought it home to his son who used it for Halloween. When the son got tired of it, he sold it to a neighborhood boy for $5. <laughs> when I found out about this, I called up the boy and said, Hey, kid, how'd you like to double your investment? He laughed and said he'd like to keep the suit for himself. But as soon as he got tired of it, he'd give it to me for free. <laughs> well, I sweated for a year or so. But sure enough, he showed up one day out of the blue with a suit. He gave it to me for my collection. It's still here in perfect condition. Ain't that nuts? Awesome. <laughs> I want to. I just want to tell everybody the homework will be easy. The full version of Wolfman 1979 is on YouTube. Really? Yeah. So is it really an hour and forty minutes though? An hour and forty one minutes. Oh, good lord! Yeah, I oh. gotta see it. Well, now. YouTube. 
YouTube, you can watch it on double speed. Right. Yeah, that's true. You could one so, and a half it. You could do something. So okay, do you cool. guys remember, I don't know why I'm sharing this. I, I, I feel like I actually did share this already, but talking about the creature from the Black Lagoon, very similarly, do you remember Crash Bandicoot? Yes. The, the, the video the game, games? Yeah. yeah, they used to film those commercials in Toronto. And when I was just entering the quote-unquote film business, I was a production assistant, and I was just a production assistant on a lot of commercials and whatever. And one of them happened to be they filmed three of these Crash Bandicoot commercials. And then they just, because it was wet, as Brandon jokingly said that the, the Gilman suit got wet, they threw, they're going to throw this Crash Bandicoot head away. It was the big part of the costume. I'm like, can I take that? They're like, well, you're really not supposed to, but... We're going to throw it out. So I'm like, well, I'm taking it. And I, I took it home and dried it up. And I had a Crash Bandicoot, like official Crash Bandicoot, like mascot head for, that they used from the commercial where it was like the live action guy. What? For, for, for about, I don't even know how long. You tossed it? I tossed it because where, where am I going to keep this thing? I moved in with my well, now, now wife at the time and we lived in a loft. Look behind you. Yeah, yeah but I look know. behind you. Yeah. It could be on top of the mannequin's head. This is before I sold <laughs> Fangoria's. This is before I sold my laser discs. The Crash Bandicoot head was gone before then. But Crash you're right. Bandicoot. It could have been. And, and were you? Oh, it would have been great. It would have been great in the movie too. Man. Dave, you, you, Dave, you've been having any issues with Blu-ray.com lately? Yeah, it started yesterday. Yes, it goes to some other thing now. I try oh. to look at it to watch to see which which Amityville I should watch because I have two different blues. The one's the Shout, one's the uh, MGM one, and I was trying to see which had the better quality. I went to look it up and. It goes to some other thing now. It's fucked up. Mine yeah. gives me a warning saying don't even go to it because because the certificate's messed up. Well, mine did that at first, and I accepted it because I know that it's Blu-ray.com. But ever since then, it takes you to another place called Communities.com. Oh, okay. And it's bullshit. Yeah. So, no, that's I don't weird, know what I happened. Was, to- that's what I was looking up, Amityville, because I, I didn't tell you guys this, but I I didn't realize it was on Hulu to, after I watched it. And I have Hulu because I share it with my uh, sister-in-law. But uh, I couldn't find it on Amazon or Netflix, so I have the DVD. It's an old DVD. Like, it was formatted. Like, it was, like, taking up a little box within my big screen. It was just terrible. (laughs) No (laughs) subtitles. So it was widescreen, but it was, like, a little TV within my TV. And uh, I I need to upgrade it, so. I got to tell you, I hate, and I know I'm going to sound like I'm fucking you know, holier than thou or, or, or spoiled. But I really, now that the, the place that we're at now, I hate watching DVDs with subtitles, the way subtitles looked at yellow. Yeah. Fucking the way it looks awful. It's, it, it's so jarring to see that on my screen now compared to, I use them on streaming sites. I use them on Blu-rays and everything. They've come such a long way since the old subtitle on DVD that those big letters that are all yellow, it looks terrible. You know, it's funny. I still use the big yellow ones on like Amazon. Cause I like it. I like the fact that it pops more, but I know what you're saying versus having like the smaller white ones or the ones yeah. that just sort of yeah, I, I, like I'll use that on like uh I guess on Netflix, but Amazon, they're preset to the yellow and I yeah. never changed them just because I'm used to it. Yeah. But I, I don't I like it. Oh, it's I very off putting now. I, I see how far we've come at the time. I guess I didn't think about it because maybe in the DVD days, I wasn't even using something. You know what I hate about, you know what sometimes I truly hate? I could still never get the ones that scroll. So they'll scroll up and they'll, they'll leave the previous yeah, line that's... above it. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know what I hate? 
when you're watching something and there's two people talking and they put the dialogue for the one person on one side and then the dialogue <laughs> for the other person on the other side. It's just like you're playing that fucking game, uh, you know, Christian. Christian. <laughs> Remember that show, fucking Electric Company, when they did that thing? You know? At. Fat. You know? Something like that. <laughs> anyway. That was Electric Company. But, um, okay. Here we are. We're towards the end of the, uh, of issue one. This is a really cool thing because it talks about the movies that are being released. And some of them I've never heard of. So they're talking about here, okay, The Wicker Man, Phantasm. Obviously, we know about these movies. Why The Wicker Man in 1979? Um, it lasted in, in the U.S. in its full 102-minute version. The Wicker Man is coming out. So I guess it wasn't released. It was filmed in 73, it's been a considerable underground reputation prior to its recent American premiere. So it wasn't seen in the States until 79, The Wicker Man, even though really? it's a 73 movie, according to this. Yeah, according to Fango. So um, an Arabian adventurer, that doesn't matter, but it does star what's-his-name, Christopher Lee, when he was trying to do other horror stuff out of horror. Because we're still in Fantasyville. I believe horror, horrorphilia. I believe Fangoria becomes, they stop using the word fantasy so often, uh, and they become a horror magazine. I, I believe it's episode, episode, issue eight. Yeah, almost, you did it. You almost, almost made it. <laughs> I've been doing so good. Uh, Blue Sunshine, we know about that one. Here's one, The Dark. Anyone hear of The Dark? Yeah, I've got it. I actually, I've... Do you? A seven-foot-tall mutant maniac spends his nights ripping up a variety of innocents in the streets of Los Angeles. Much to the dismay of stars William Devane, Richard Jekyll, Keenan Wynn, still recovering from his footless demise in Piranha, and Kathy Lee Crosby. Huh. So C has it. I think it's on Amazon, because I have it on my Prime to watch it, okay. but I ha- I've never seen it. It Fell from the Sky. We know about that one, right? Yeah, yeah. I, that's the one on, Let me pri- see that. on Prime. Dark? Yep. Wow. How about that? Never knew it existed. Kathy Lee Crosby's in there. Isn't that nuts? Wow. Any relation gonna... to Kathy Lee Bill Crosby? Nope. Kathy Lee Crosby. The directed uh, uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space directed this. Oh, for real? Okay, well, there it is. The dark. It <laughs> fell from the sky. Sure you should have said no. Not for real. Oh, we have a new uh, new patron. Just came in. Tempest. Pledge $3. All right. Tempest is in. Tempest Bledsoe? Welcome. Maybe. Or maybe the video game Tempest. Remember that game? In the I 80s? remember Kid Eucharist. That too. We'll work on that one. We'll it fell from the sky. We know about that movie, right? And I know I've heard about that one before. Um, yes. Dracula, of course. Well, we know about the, the Dracula from 79. Dracula's no, great. It wasn't. Okay. Huh? <laughs> it wasn't. A, I was wrong. Do you want to say anything factual on the show today? No, not, not today. About what? <laughs> what wrong about? about, about uh, it's not Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It's not the guy that directed oh. Killer Yeah, the brothers that directed that. Yeah. That's okay. The Kyoto uh, Dracula's brothers? Great Love. I don't know what that is. Anybody what is that? it? Dracula's Great Love? Yeah. Heard of that. Cinema shares new vampire epic as a European affair starring German actor Paul Nashi. Oh, one of his movies. Mm. All right, there you go. The Evil. Anybody know about The Evil? Yes. Yeah. I just watched it really. Another one. Uh, really? Recently. Haunted House film. The Devil Himself is the star of The Evil. It's a good yeah. film. That actually would have paired nicely also within this show, The Evil. How about that? Although in the final cut of the movie, he never actually appears. In the original version of this tingler, The Devil as portrayed by Victor Buono, was the culprit responsible for the killing of psychologist Richard Krenna's patients trapped in a gothic mansion. 
In the final New World Pitchers cut, the devil is still doing it, but you'll never see his face. Much to the dismay of director director Gus Traconis, who loved the idea of a portly evil. <laughs> a portly evil. So the devil was... Yeah, he's a heavy. He's a heavy set guy. He was a heavy set guy. What's his name? But uh, you do see in the version on Amazon that I watched on Prime. You you do see him. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that something? Okay. Well, how Actually, about human? Good film. Good film. Definitely worth Is checking that... out. Okay, yeah. But my evil. Okay. I've seen the human evil too. Human experiments. Hey. I've seen. Yeah. Okay. So you know about that? I I don't know anything about. That's a video movie. nasty. Human experiments. Really? Yeah. So it, wow. Look out for human experiments, a cinematic tale of medical speculation dealing with the psychiatric dealing with psych, psychiatry gone wild, set in a woman's penal institution. <laughs> it's also it's also on YouTube, I believe, in full. I well. I don't trust a woman with a penal institution. <laughs> but it's good human experiments. I, I mean, I, I'm going by memory, but it was enjoyable. Uh, this looks also like a bootleg, by the way. It was given to me, but it's by Cheesy Flicks. The dark. It's, it's a boot. It's a boot. Yeah. Cheesy, I was just going to say, it's a boot. It's about, cheesy, it's about Cheesy Flicks always puts out like bad quality. I had that Cheesy Flicks copy of uh, uh, God Told Me To. Oh, it was so bad. Oh. Oh. So, uh, what's next? Yes. Patrick. We know about Patrick. We've seen this one. He uh, still lives, I think. He does still live. Nocturna. How about Nocturna? You ever heard of that one? Oh. I think so. The world's first. Different... Hold on. Nocturna, Dracula's hold on, Dracula's granddaughter. <laughs> Nocturna colon Dracula's granddaughter is the world's first disco vampire film. <laughs> yep, it's out. Comedy horror, nineteen seventy nine, an hour and twenty five minutes, four point five rating on the IMDb. Four point five rating is not bad. Two hundred John Carradine. This has got to be another one that's on YouTube. <laughs> There's no question. You know, John Carradine's in there. You might be interested. The Shining. Have you heard of this one? No, the Shining. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, The Shining. Okay, we know about this. Uh, shockwaves. We know about Shockwaves. That's, yep. that's fine. And the podcast. Uh, Ryan Turk. <laughs> Shock tarts. Um, the Tempter. Anybody know The Tempter? The Tempter. Okay, the yeah, that's, a, that's a, an Exorcist ripoff. I've seen that too, The Tempter. Well, I'm going to get the video box. You'd probably remember it from the video box from way back when. Okay, nice. Well, check this. It's wait, but no, I'm about, the one I'm thinking of is like I think from '74, so that can't be what they're talking about. Well, who knows? Maybe it's just coming out now because it says made in Europe by the Italian team who brought the world the Chosen. This Edmondo Amati produced Alberto. Yep. The yep. Martino directed Opus. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tells yeah. of a paralyzed beauty, a paralyzed beauty named Epola, possessed by a vengeful demon. Wow, a paralyzed person possessed. Oh, wow. This is called the Antichrist. Yeah. And here's, here's the, the art yeah. that I remember from way back when. It's got a good cast, too. I've seen it once, though. It's not like I've seen it a ton of times or anything like that. What's that, a phantasm ball on the cover? <laughs> That's what it looks like. The Tempter. Okay. And then finally, Vampire, V-A-M-P-Y-R-E, not Vampires, Vampire, directed by Vampires a few weeks ago. Right. That was great. It's described as Romeo and Juliet with fangs. Vampire is an American film that tries to capture the gothic feel of the old Hammer films. Well, there you go. Okay. 
Vampire should be in production in the spring. So I don't know. Go look at that one. B a m p y r e. No, the only thing that pops up in that time frame would be Nosferatu that came out, the remake that came out in '79. And if you try to put an '80, it doesn't seem to shoot you any other options. Hold on now. Let's get to the bottom of this because it, 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 at least they mention names. It tells you the director. Okay, Robbie the Robot. Wait a minute. <laughs> make up, make up with Bill. He, he, Robbie the Robot Malone. So Bill Malone. Look up Bill Malone and see if you can track it down from there. <laughs> Bill Malone is a name. Uh, Bill Malone. You, I, I know him from something. So let me just see. House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. What year was it? Nineteen seventy. What? Yeah, I've heard of William Malone, but it's not usually called Bill. Then maybe it's his son. No, William Malone. Oh, he did. He did Scared to Death from 1980. Yeah, maybe they changed the title. What was it, the the story about? It says Romeo and Juliet with fangs. It tries to be like a Hammer film. According to Malone, who is also serving as writer and director of the opus, the movie is a primarily a love story. Our vampire is played by Daniel Pylon. Daniel Pylon. Jesus. No, I, I only see what, what Brandon sees, which is scared to death. I'm looking now. I'm looking up Daniel Pylon. I have yeah, him. me too. That's the only way to get to the bottom. <laughs> right. Oh, he died a few years ago. Rest in peace. He's in yep. a movie called Pig. I don't know. Starship Invaders. Isn't that something? Wow. Maybe it never came out. Isn't that odd? It says should be in production this spring. Well, Maybe that, it didn't make. It didn't go. Yeah, it, it evidently yeah. didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, it did not. That happens. Well, that's all for issue one. We've gotten past issue one. So it's out. Now, now we're bound in order. Do we have time for any more or no? Should we move on? Let's. I think we should move on now because I'm just looking at okay. the at the time on my end. we got another movie to do. That is fine with me. I don't know how much I can say about the movie. But well, let's... And I agree. It's funny. It seems already very decisive because it's it went from... Um, it's showing like a three skull rating on, on Shudder. And I'm not too sure why why it, it it it's getting this backlash, other than the fact that I texted you guys and said I liked it, but I feel like it's nothing we haven't seen before. Other than I think the way that they get around that is by setting it in a time frame that's not modern. So they set it back in like the is it the 30s? Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. So you've got like yeah. old automobiles, old costume design. Um, I think the house. Uh, it's pretty creepy as well. I mean, there's good performances here. This director has been kind of on a roll. I'm not saying this is by any means a masterpiece. I'm not even saying I, I thought it was great. I think I liked it. It was good. I don't know if I'll have the answers that you are looking for, Brandon. I, I only watched well, it once. I'll say this. This director, I haven't seen Black Death, although I know a lot of people rave it, but this director has done a lot of good films and a lot of well-respected films. I would probably say this is my least favorite of his. I do agree that from a cinematic standpoint, from the the look of it, fantastic. The acting is terrific. There's some yes. really well-known British actors in this. Actors I've seen in other stuff. Actors I'm sure a lot of you have seen in other stuff. And we're, of course, talking about The Banishing, which just came out on Shutter. I didn't even introduce it. But oh, sorry. Yeah. Yes, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just read the the, 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 the Banishing. <laughs> Tells the story of the most haunted house in England. In the 1930s, a young reverend, his wife, and daughter move into a manor which, with a horrifying secret. But, but yeah, I agree with Christian. Like Setting it during that time period definitely helps it, but it still falls into the category of doing these same tropes, particularly 
and I know we just discussed Amityville, and it's okay with the little girl Amy coming in and automatically having an imaginary friend named Jody. But this girl, Addie, Adelaide, seems a little bit too old to be moving into a house and automatically starting to have imaginary friends. She just seems a little too old for it. And it's a trope Maybe 40, so. 40 years later also we're talking about. So the fact that she does that, and then the things with the mirrors, like even though it looks cool... It with multiple versions of them, yeah, it's just got like, like like why? Like I don't, I didn't get it. There's like certain scenes where where our lead female protagonist is walking around the house and she sees like five of herself like hanging on a wall. I know. And I'm like, I, I asked the like, same question, is, and that's like, what is well, this? That, this seems like a Mike Flanagan film from back in the day. This would be like uh, one of his like Ouija two or uh, Oculus or whatever. I feel like it's going to be there, but I had the Y2 to feel, felt like you tore a page from triangle, but we're in triangle. You can maybe make it make sense within the looping system of that, how that movie works. And yeah. here it seems a little cliche or like there is a why there is a big question mark. Why is the multiple versions of her hanging? And really all I can think of is it was a visual there to try to be upsetting and to scare us. And that's it. And sometimes that's not enough for people because, like we've we've noticed that like if unless there's some other meaning behind it, there, it just seems weak. But I think well, that's the opening it. the opening is so much more effective because you get that the the first reverend and his wife and he's like losing his mind and he's stabbing the wife and then he hangs himself and that's like bloody violent. And then you know it's supposed to be that this house is haunted and it's going to drive them mad because the church covered it up. And brought in this new this new reverend and his wife, and you think they're gonna drive him mad, but it's it's sort of like it really doesn't. Like even what? at the even when you get to the big showdown where you think that the husband is is deranged and it's not him, it's it doesn't seem as menacing. It seems very very dull. Well, we walked in on the last moments of of, of the madness at the opening for the opening hook, but I I get yeah I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you, but I yeah. I still enjoyed my time with the movie and. I think I do end up putting a much more emphasis if it looks good and it's well acted and I felt the pace was fine. I didn't think it overstayed its welcome either. So I feel mm -hmm. like I was on board, but I'm not saying I don't have a, a couple of question marks either, but I feel like the, 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 the Bishop was like, he wanted it. He's like, he wants this to happen. And so even though they unearth it, they dig or they bury it and give it a proper bury. Oh, I guess I'm, I, I guess I have to, I have to, I worry about spoilers here too. Yeah. That's so, spoiler I, stuff. I mean, and that stuff I'm so confused sorry. about. Yeah. Okay. So like, I mean, at the end of the day, they, they come to a resolution, but then it seems like the church has other plans. <clears throat> I it, to almost <laughs> let the evil live on to allow it to what? live on weaponize it in some way but it doesn't like i don't get it i'm like what? again like what I literally i'm like what what the hell does it, this mean <laughs> they, that's the problem and then uh see i believe the opening hook was the people that lived there prior though i don't think yeah. it had anything to do with the events that yeah we okay is, yeah. the way I, maybe i misunderstood it. i thought the way you were saying was the madness at the end is shown at the beginning as the opening hook so i didn't know if Maybe I missed no, out on No, no, no. I worded it in a weird way. I just said we're seeing the okay. end portion of the madness of their lives, uh, but not, not of the main character. Sorry, of the madness of the characters that we see at the beginning of the film. But I can understand. I, I worded it awkwardly. So that, oh, okay, that's, that's fine. Yeah. This is what's weird about this movie. It, it's slow moving. It seems like there should have 
and, and would have been time to explain things. However, it's one of these movies that it's it's 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. And it's odd that it is because the movie moved slow and there was time to do things with. But they have all this extra stuff coming in, making appearances and introducing different aspects in the plot that don't go anywhere or, or that, that weren't necessary. That's what well, I don't I, get that stuff. The end part, what, what I think B is going to get to about warfare or whatever, all that stuff, none of that needed to be there. It didn't go anywhere. It, it, it's, it's almost like a, a stinger at the end of the movie because I was thinking as the movie's wrapping up, I'm thinking, well, how come earlier in the movie when they were talking to that one, um, the head of whatever it is, the archbishop, whatever the hell. Malachi. Was, okay, Bishop Malachi. When he was in that place and the other guy... Uh, the guy who's busting his balls says makes a reference to a leader in, in in politics, which I won't spoil. And I'm thinking, okay, so now where where are we gonna go with this? He's in bed with these guys, and then again, this is my perspective. Maybe I missed something obvious. It seems like that angle went nowhere. And then at the end of the movie, they had that stinger at the end saying, "Oh, by the way." And that's supposed to be the answer. Yeah, and Price, Price Price knew about it. Price is the 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 redheaded guy who does a terrific job in this. Right. He's one of the best, strongest characters. And he references, even like does the Sig Heil to uh, Malachi. To yeah. And so he's referencing that he's in bed with the Germans and, uh, but, but the, he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't explain it to, to this family. Because, like, because that's, that's this director. Why am I forgetting his name? Christopher, not guest, because Christopher. Landon. Um, I, I forgot Smith. the name. But it, Smith. 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 Thank you. Smith. I can't. We forgot Smith. <laughs> That's why. Too common. I don't think Joe it's common. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Out of all the names you can find. Anyway, I think he leaves it up to the viewer, but there might not be enough given to the viewer to connect the dots. So it may seem like it's lazy. However, I don't yeah. think it is because the more we're talking about it now, I'm like, yeah, they do give enough enough pieces so i think a lot of this will have to be spoken about in spoiler but exactly i think we've already alluded to the power that be and we also know that in a lot of films and in real life that they liked the occult and and the mysteries behind it and i think then that end does have a little bit more impact however the movie itself is a women empowerment film just like the power is which has also just been released recently on shutter and i feel like a lot of the hate may become come from the fact that this is maybe packaged within it so you've got the time period where women were supposed to be not not have a voice and i think you you mix that with the church and the time period and i think that we've got a powerful woman that really the hero of the story that that sees through it and knows what needs to be done to kind of end the evil. Yeah. And is the only kind of reason within the film. And I think that's what gives it a little bit more weight in my opinion. And I, I quite, I quite liked how it was presented. And I, I, I think they drop enough hints. They go to the war that she sees, the, they see the newsreel uh, with the daughter. It's again, right? it, it's yeah. not been a sign of the times of what people can expect, but mm -hmm. then, with the Bishop character sprinkled throughout, it's almost like he expected this. And the fact that she cracked the code allows him to take the next step at the end to maybe present something of re um, relevance and of um, uh, that would, that might actually be worth hmm. something. Well, maybe I'll fix my problem then. Maybe when we talk about it in spoiler, because right now I didn't see like how I, that had anything to do with it. Yeah. I feel like I'll, but maybe you will. Watch on this. 
I feel. I hope I mean, so. I understand they explain stuff about this Manassian order and how they're like the group of the monks who uh, believed in punishment for sin and all that, and that's why they they punished and tormented this woman to be closer to God, and they ripped a baby out of her, and that's why this evil female entity that's blinded is living in this house and takes Adelaide as sort of uh, for revenge. Well, but, it was uh, more, they see it as re- well. Wait, I think, I think I might have to save myself because I'm gonna. I, I might start talking about too much that are spoilers from it. But I, I think, I think it's. Well, yeah, they, they see, see it, it as like revenge, that. but yeah, it's yeah. more, more of like, help me, guys. I hear you. I don't necessarily like the obligatory or like the the placement of the the monk characters kind of showing up. And I feel like they're, they, although relevant to the story, I feel like their resurgence is almost like uh, a gimmicky trope almost like oh we had this the clothed cloth figure in the dark and they're 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 haunting but i feel like they at least connect the dots well enough to make it all make sense here uh mm. by no means perfect although a lot of the stuff you're complaining about my thing was like why do they have five versions of her strung, strung up against the wall other than to be a <laughs> scary image yeah like, it was that, a scary that, image but i liked it but they I, did I, that a lot with looking in the mirrors and having I sort like of like this, this parallel world and it's just like I, I didn't understand it enough, and also yeah. give us more of of what happened in this in the sanitarium. Like obviously, she she didn't want her daughter. Was it her daughter? They reference that it's not, but she says it is. Then Linus is the one who saved her and married her, but he can't he can't commit to her physically because does he still feel shame for her or and what she did? But then Malachi says he's the one who got the daughter back. I'm like, wait, what? Like what's going well, no, on? I Malachi placed him there intentionally, and this is what it was. So, okay, that I understand. And I, you know, I, I'll say this: I thought this was going in the. I thought this was going to turn into another Sentinel. That, and I, I would have preferred that the movie had been that way. In like a, a way, watch over? like someone's like watching over the yeah. evil house or the gateway. Yes, he has to. Correct. He has to be there to keep things secured, and he was chosen. But now, the reason he was chosen, the guy does do the explanation at the end. He says. I needed you to be here. Talking about, pardon me, the female character. Or, or, yeah. The female character. What's her name? The wife. I'm sorry. Whatever her name is. He, the idea, the idea was to get her there. And the only way he can get her there is by proxy through this priest. That's why he was chosen. He, he was, he was buttered up thinking that he was the reason it was being there. I'm thankful for it. And I'm dedicated to the church. This, that, the other thing, but there's some type of explanation by Malachi at the end saying, you're the one that I needed to be here because the things that went down, I took you out of this place of this missionary. You got put to this missionary. These things happened to you and the baby. I protected you and the baby and this and that, and I had to have you here. And I forgot the reason, of course, but at the time, the way he explained it, it she was not, not, not the sentinel, but she was the nucleus. She had to be there for a particular reason, for something or other. It had nothing to do with the priest it it, it it fit the equation that he was in the monastery and she was with him so therefore it works but she was the key and that's what the guy said in the end i forgot the reason why so did she mess up in the end unintentionally oh i don't know i'll have to get to that in spoilers i don't know well I, she I, about something she wasn't supposed to apparently because obviously they weren't expecting the whole adelaide thing to go the way it was you know what i mean they, were, they weren't expecting communication that way I'm but so confused. <laughs> I, I think so... she was being hidden. She was being hidden there. 
for some reason or another. I don't know why, again, and I don't know if I care enough to watch the movie again to figure out what we all should have figured out the first time. I'm but, more confused by this movie than any movie I've seen so far this year. And I wasn't until right now. But I mean, but I didn't give it that much of, of a care either. I was just like, okay, whatever. I like what you're saying about it being a female hero. This is how it's supposed to be done. Not over the top, in your face. I want to see a female hero like this one, someone who you can relate to, and ends up being the smartest one in the room and the strongest one in the room. Or I want to see a good female killer. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see... Did you watch The Power yet? No. There was too many bad things about it. Jamie liked it, so I almost... I really really liked it, too. I actually liked it better than this movie. They're They're both different movies, but they both share similarities, and one of them is a bit of a hodgepodge when it gets to the supernatural elements that possibly get in the way of the storytelling, but are there to try to scare the audience. And it's unfortunate because Mm -hmm. I know why they're there, but they're not maybe necessary. And I I don't think I could, I, I, other than being scary imagery, I don't think that there's any other reason for them to be there other than for service of we need some scares and this is how we're going to do it. Uh, but otherwise, and both of them have that kind of in the second act and it, and it bogs down. This one's definitely much more of a labyrinth or, or hodgepodge thrown in, but hodgepodge definitely gives it more of a negative connotation. And I can't disagree 100% with that, but it wasn't enough to drag me down because I thought they pulled it back at the end and I, I feel like I got confused I, I don't, at the end I don't well I, I think we all did uh, Brandon says it's the most but for different movie. reasons I, 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 honestly, even I don't even reasons. I don't even no, know no, what no. to say from a plot standpoint not, I'm so confused what the hell's I'm going not, on in this I'm film. not even talking about plot two things happened to me which I may have missed which made no sense and hopefully you guys can all of a sudden that one guy the guy with the red hair that got his ass kicked and this and that the, the rebel route whatever all of a sudden for no reason According to me, I could have blinked and missed. He was in their house. Shit started hitting the fan. They lived at this house. It was the wife, and it was her husband, the priest, and it was their daughter, Adelaide. And things were happening, right? And then all of a sudden, there was a scene. There was multiples climbing walls. and then Dude, there was he literally going walked in right in. I wondered that exact well, same thing. I think he just he came just right in. He was in house for no fucking reason. Yeah. <laughs> How do you almost... make a movie like that where, a... okay, not just that, so they did it one time for no reason, not characters in your house with no explanation, that's bad filmmaking, and number two, towards the end of the movie, when everything is being taken care of at the end and the girl's doing what she's supposed to do, and it, you know it, it's good against evil and she's doing what she's supposed to do, all of a sudden, the husband is just in the room when he's been gone for fucking ten minutes. Did anyone pick up on that? All of a sudden, he was there only for the climax for, and that, for that for thirty fucking seconds. He was off getting crazy, having issues going on, fighting with the other fucking guy, and then all of a sudden, when the woman gets to where she's supposed to be doing her thing, talking to the woman, you know, I'm gonna do this. You have to believe me. Talking to the woman with no eyes. All of a sudden, they go in. They're there, and her husband, the priest, is suddenly fucking there, and he's been not there for ten minutes. I go, what the fuck am I watching? Twice in the same fucking 25 minutes of the movie with, a character appeared for no reason with the harry guy she went to him i remember that scene only because she goes to him and she refers to him as mr reed at least earlier in the movie that doesn't mean he's gonna be in no no it, this is towards the end of the movie she goes to him like in a panic she goes to to mr reed's house and, and but his name is not mr reed his name is harry price but she calls him mr reed so that's another thing. She straight up calls him Mr. Reed, and his name is his character's name is Harry Price. So it makes no sense. And then they go back to the house. That's when they find the maid dead. They find Betsy, 
because he says what happened to you, you beautiful my beautiful friend or whatever I, I remember that but then then i thought it was a different time because no, all of a sudden it's like then they're back in the office and they have the the, the husband there and she's like that it's not your husband but i know what you're saying when they're going through okay. the maze and they find the blind woman and everything right. and then the husband shows up and he's like normal again Right, just and just, they're out of nowhere. Normal, back to normal, and fucking suddenly there. They're called. They're just, calling characters by the wrong names. Nothing makes sense. There's maybe there's a Zack 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 Snyder director's cut of this or something like that that uh, <laughs> shows more. But I swear she calls him Mister Reed. His name is Harry Price. She's like, I need your she help, Mister Reed. Well, remember, she meets him outside that place when he's putting out those pamphlets for the war support. Maybe he gave her a different name because he's incognito. I don't know. I wish somebody gave me a different name for this movie. I hear you. I hear you. I'm I don't getting know. angry now because like, I'm very confused by this. I, I feel like an idiot right now. But I'm not mad about it because I don't care. I, I, I mean, I, I care because some people are saying they love this film. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. I, I, don't, I don't understand what the fuck's going on here. I don't understand what the end game is. I don't understand what Malachi's end game is. Well, why don't we get into spoilers? So right now it sounds like you yeah. guys are both negative on the thing. Uh, I'm, I'm like you. You're almost talking me down, but I'm still sticking with my guns. Other than some muddy, uh, scare for scare sake, uh, imagery, I feel like I can piece enough to, uh, together of what I think they're going for for the story. I, I actually didn't think it's as confusing. I think they try to make it almost like a labyrinth of things. Saying. And really, at the end, at the end of the day, it's a very. We've all seen this before finding like uh, a tortured soul and being able to put it to rest. Or, I know that. Sure. Or whatever. I think it's as simple as that, but then there's another threaded plot thing put through, which is with the, with the Nazis and whatever, which I think it's just to add semblance of the time interest. And of course to give it the end stinger, whether or not you think it's an end stinger or not, I think it's there, but otherwise I'm really just at the very entry level of a half a head explosion. Okay. I'll rumble. My my old rumble here as well. There are two things I wanted to say about those uh those hooded figures. Number one, one's funny and one's I don't get. The girl gets the mother gets mad because she walks into the room and she says, "I don't want you playing with these dolls." And she's talking about the three hooded figures. She grabs them and throws them on the floor of her daughter's bedroom and walks out the room. If you don't want her playing with those dolls, why wouldn't you just take them the fuck away from her? And chuck them. Or could you imagine that if your child is playing with something you don't want her to play with, are you just gonna take it and throw it on the floor and say don't play with that? Of course they're gonna, now they're gonna play with it more because you told them not to, but you left it there. Why wouldn't you take those fucking things and trash them? Makes no sense. Another, it's just simple things like that that, that fuck this movie up. Where I can watch a movie and say this makes no sense. Okay, now something funny. There was that, that scene towards the end. It was a hundred percent Halloween six. The opening of Halloween 6 with the girl tied to the fucking thing, pregnant with fucking Michael's kid and the three hooded figures around her and the candles. It, it immediately took me to the opening of fucking The Curse of Michael Myers. But that's it. Six and a half. Oops. Mild rumble. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly... We're, we're not far funny. off in ratings depending on where Brain it is. Like, I mean, really, we're... we're, we're yeah, six and a half. Very, six and a half. It might come it was, down now. It might be I, lower. I, Everybody who's not continuing on, thank you all very much. We love you. We'll see you next show. And we don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be an old and new. Same as always. Hopefully we can start picking some better new ones because we really haven't. Like, I've been watching 
Like even the one I watched the other day, B, that you wanted to watch, that you were considering, you were pushing for that movie to go in. I watched an hour of it and I had to stop, not because I didn't like it. I was okay with it, but it certainly wasn't going to be rated high or anything. But I stopped. What was it called? The uh, it was held. Yeah, held. Okay, so I I'm watched watching it. The same same thing. Six out of okay. ten. Okay. Every like movie this year is is so, horrible. <laughs> and, and and I had to stop because I'm watching so many. Uh, shows with my wife and my daughter. We just start. Here's something I'll recommend them. If you go watch them, yeah, it's I want to watch that. It's good. We're enjoying it. it, it it's pretty good stuff. Watch them. Uh, yeah, really good. It's um, you know, it it, it especially resonates in my household because it's about a black family in the the 50s and the things that were were happening to them. But it takes a supernatural twist and it's just, it's it's heavy stuff. I honestly, I think it's what, I think it's better than Lovecraft. Uh, county or country that everyone liked that. I just thought it was okay. I think them is better. But anyway, we're watching them. We've been watching Snowfall, and I've been watching 90210 on my spare time. So uh, that's just it. I haven't had a lot of time for movies lately. Everything I've watched has been for a podcast, for the most part. But B, I'm kind of with you. This this year is kind of a dog. I, I've, Not a I've I'm having such a bad time. Let me tell you this. Last year, I know I watched an insane amount of movies, like 230 something. I told you, of those 230, I think 15 were five or below. Like, it was a super low percentage that I did not like. I'm not even joking. I've watched 60-something movies this year. I want to say I probably have at least 20 that are five or below already. Wow. Like, I am watching movies, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? I have four films I would rate. Four films that are that I would rate eight or above. Four out of, like, 64. It usually so turns that- around. But again, it's like I said last night in chat. Think about this. Not a lot of movies were made last year. So some of the movies we're getting were made two or three years ago, and they're just putting them out now. They were on the back burner. They're just putting them out to put stuff out there. Well, next next so, month, we've got Spiral, Book of Saw. We've got Halloween Kills coming. I mean, if they we, come, yes. we've, got, we've got some heavy hitters coming. It sounds like they're all coming. If they release Godzilla versus Kong, they're releasing these movies now. That's they're true. Just, they'll yeah. just do both. They're just gonna have to. If they weren't thinking about the streaming option, they're doing it now. Uh, yeah, and, and that's just the reality like of it. That. So we should Andy get Candyman, Quiet yeah. Place Two. Yeah. We, we should get... all come streaming. Yeah. Sorry, I love. I, listen, I, I there's nothing wrong with going to the movie. Uh, I'm not gonna have this conversation. Anymore. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just okay having the option, and I'll leave it at that. I won't yeah. even even do it. I'll leave it at that. I like what they did with Godzilla. You can either watch it at the home or you can go out to the theater. Whatever you choose to do, by all means do. Me, I don't want to go anywhere for... I told my wife yesterday, I still don't want to go anywhere for a year. Just based upon what's happening with this pandemic, I'm still not comfortable and I, I would just rather not. So, But whatever, I'll leave it. Goodbye to everybody. We'll see you on the flip side of this if you're sticking around. And if not, we'll see you next week. Thank you. Take care.
So well, you guys ask because I, I I mean I don't know what it what I mean other than the fact that we've already talked about the Nazis and I just think that what ended what up happening is well Dave just hinted at something like okay why did he what so Mary why did Malachi want Marianne in that house you can't expect me to remember but I do remember he gave her an explanation. I forgot because it got all muddy towards the end of the movie and he was talking about how she was a missionary or he put her on the mission and something else happened and she gave birth and she had to make it look like she was crazy to keep her around for some. I forgot what it was, but he orchestrated all of the stuff. And he orchestrated everything from her being in the asylum to Linus saving her to all to them. Well, Linus hooking up with her just was happenstance because they were at the same place. So he saw that as an opportunity. For whatever reason, he wanted to put somebody new in this place when the other people left, and he wanted her in the house. She was the important person. I think he felt that she could save it because of the female in the house, maybe. That he okay, could okay so, so maybe he needed her and the daughter to basically communicate with this evil spirit to find the bones and to be able to put them to rest. And then, well, and no, then I don't. And, but then they get the bones, and he brings them to Germany to, to, to the yeah. Nazis for some reason to what weaponize the bones? What are they going to do? What is this? They both well, lost I... a child. That's what the connection I think is. Who both lost a child? Well, they didn't really lose a child, but the, her child was taken from her at one time, and they said that she abandoned it. Remember, she yeah. was sep- okay. At one point, she was separated from her child, and this guy and the bishop knew about it, and we know for a fact. That the, the ghost in the house was separated from her child by death. So I think the, 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 the she he thought that them having that connectivity would be something. Yeah, That's she'd, be able to, she'd be able to find the bones without getting killed. Because if he tried to do it, there he has it. Yeah, but but taking the bones to Germany, like what, what, why? What no is it? fucking clue what the Nazis had to do with it. That's what I'm going to say. I don't get oh, it. Oh, okay. I don't get it either. I think it's stupid Thanks. then. And also, right. when they be- when the daughter buries the doll, she buries her doll with her. What's that other doll then? That she had her church? own doll. She had her Remember own doll. With the eyes cut out. Yeah, like, or the, with the whole eyes. I, I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, the, un- like, the woman unearthed the evil. It was almost like maybe, like you're right, maybe she was a plant there because they knew it needed a woman's touch almost to get the evil out. I don't, that part, I just, I, I thought it was more... Whether or not they were driven mad or whether or not they saved the day, it really didn't matter because they would have probably had someone else come in. But she's strong enough to have have figured it all out. She unearths the the evil, gives it a proper burial. They get to live their lives, but the 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 church comes in to unearth the bones. And again, I weaponize. I I don't know about weaponize. They just the Nazis are into the occult and they like collecting weird shit. And I think it just happened to be some sort of deal that they presented for to what end. I don't know, but I just think it was uh, some sort of cap or ending there that they it seems put lazy. On. It How seems would lazy. they have knowledge of it? So one fucking haunted house <laughs> in the United States. How, or where the where the England? I don't even fucking remember. Either way, so one haunted house, house, and they're that concerned about fucking one ghost in one house that they make a, that they make a big production and there's this major cover up by the fucking <laughs> by the church and everything. I, I just I don't get that. I don't get it. And I'm telling you, there's something more with that doll because that was the doll that the the mother found like hanging off the chair at one point. She was creeped out by it. She looked and it lingered on that doll at the end, like like there was something up with the doll. I'm like. I know that it was a different doll that she buried with the other girl because that other doll looked even creepier. But, like, why is the last shot them lingering on that doll at church? Like, what is what are we what are we saying here? 
Like usually, I try I to don't take something. Remember some... that? Like when they're in the, when when they're all in church together? I didn't. Was it? Yeah. When, when the... on... yeah. Sorry, yeah. When I, Linus I finally gives his sermon and acknowledges the evil in the world, I like that scene because he's refusing to acknowledge it See, early on in the film. I like that, but then I don't know. I like the priest because for once, for once, a priest says the right thing. A priest, and I'm sure this is the way it used to be, and nowadays it's different. But a religious man who is quoting the Bible and believes in the Ten Commandments and everything else is against war. That is so refreshing to see because to me it makes no sense to be a man of God but be pro any type of killing or war. It doesn't yeah, make any but sense. But I like at the end that he and, acknowledges he it. I like at the end that he acknowledges it, though. And he has to because well, yeah, he doing acknowledges nothing. It. He's doing still against nothing. It, though. Of course, of course. But he says doing nothing is, is just right. as detrimental. But honestly, doing nothing to support is one thing. But if you are a believer in God, if you have faith, it's the same thing. If you believe that in the afterlife, you're going to heaven, which if you're a man of faith, if you're a man of the cloth, that is what you're supposed to believe. As long as you do what you're supposed to do and, and abide by, by God's laws or whatever and do the right thing, you're going to be in the afterlife. You're going to be in paradise. So it doesn't make any sense that somebody who believes in that wants to be saved from their time on this earth. In other words, if somebody comes up and points a gun to your head, you're not supposed to fight them off and shoot them back if you're a man of God. You're supposed to turn the other cheek, and if the guy happens to blow my brains out, guess what? I'm going to paradise anyway. He's going to have to deal with the Lord in his own way when he's gone. That's why, to me, people that are religious should be against war, and that's why I am. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. How could you be? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get into a fucking. Uh, a I, I I don't uh, but, even know where we're going. I'm I, I, like I. Sorry. <laughs> I was just, sorry. Sorry. Like, I, it, it was refreshing. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is simply this. It was refreshing for me to see, a, um, a, a priest, a Catholic priest or whatever he was, say, not supporting going out to war and killing people. When usually nowadays it's it's the opposite. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, when she was like trying to gather like all the lead and stuff or the steel for to donate to the war, right. she's like, he's like, I won't even acknowledge it. But then at the end, he does right. because he realizes that, you know, which is fine. Yeah, to support that way is fine. He doesn't have to be for war. He can still yeah. support his brethren. I get that. Admittedly, I guess I got lost because I didn't know that she was planted in the asylum by this guy and everything else. I had, I had no idea. I had like, no idea. The words come right out of his mouth. He says, "You're you're the one I wanted." Yeah, then I I missed that. I just thought I, I that, just yeah. thought that was she was there because of it, and she's overcome it, and that's why she's got and he, and he kind of brings it up constantly to kind of demean her, and and she that's why she just doesn't like him. But I didn't. I I maybe I'll have to rewatch that for to get that connection. I just thought, and it is her. I think it is her daughter. Because it was done so young and out of wedlock, they tried to make a cover-up that it was her niece. Yeah. So. And the girl even doesn't refer refers to someone else as her mother. First, I guess I guess she's referring to the ghost. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was too. And then she's like, "I'm your mother," and then you're, you could be so cruel. And like, I I do like, like when she comes there for the first time. Like she's all kind of horned up, and he can't really even touch her. Excuse me. Hiccuping. Right. Yeah, that was weird. They never really, other than him being a priest, they don't really get into like there. There's arguments about it or or whatever. You won't touch me, but they never really explain it. 
there's too much left unexplained here. I, I understand leaving stuff open for the interpretation of the viewer, but you have so much here. Give us something. This is a story that's rich in in history. I mean, you're setting it in a in a you know non fictionalized world here. At least at least give us some facts. They got the location. They got the 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 time frame with the cars and the costumes. As I mentioned, you've got the look. The film looks great. Uh, and yeah, you've does, got the acting. Does. You got the acting. You're right. And it, and and again, it's funny that it's coming out on this movie because I felt that way about a lot of these supernatural films that I feel like it's scare for scare's sake. And a lot of them, well, not a lot of them, but like Ouija two and Oculus happen to be two of them of recent, of recent memory that happened to be Flanagan that I felt fell into this category and triangle could triangle gets away with it because they, they, they make it that, uh, that loop. But yeah. I, I really still think that there's muddy areas within triangle as well, but it's just the presentation is so cool and and whatever. And I think that what happened was there wasn't enough here. And he tries to make it a labyrinth of, of lives and deceit and history and whatever, but really it, it it's. Yeah. It's just and, and each of their characters kind of looking at themselves like through mirrors and looking back on past selves and stuff. See, like I that. like but the mirrors like... though. See, that's where I differ from you guys, I think. And I, if you want to call it scare for scare sake, I'm going to stay the course as always. I like all that stuff and I like it here. I think that the mirrors are just a way to get to the other side, so to speak, the, the supernatural realm that just happens to be our access to it and what they're doing. I don't mind that. If you're going to have supernatural in there, instead of just being, you know, saying, okay, well, somebody's looking in that keyhole behind the door. We know somebody's here and the girl's talking to these beings. I like the fact that they introduced mirrors and you could walk through them and they do strange things with the, I don't know. I, I think I, it no, should be there. I don't dislike it. I don't dislike it because that's a plot convenience. I think there are some things that are thrown in here that are uh, imagery for the sake of and I'm, A lot of horror films have that, but I think this falls victim to the same thing that I, I found in like Oculus and all that, that some of the things just seem like they're there to try to scare you. And I don't think they're always successful. I didn't feel scared watching this. I didn't feel like the house well, was particularly uh, malicious. I thought the, the opening scene was probably the most horrifying of anything that I saw the house have influence over, but I was really into the characters and I was really into the look and the performances and, and just, I, it needed more. It had so much substance there. Just nothing gets explained out that by the end, I was literally like credits rolled. And I'm literally like, what the fuck did I just watch? What What does any of this mean? My dad fell asleep. He was snoring. I mean, he, he falls asleep anyway. He falls asleep all the time. But I'm like, dad, I have no idea what the fuck I just watched. I really don't. But I, <laughs> I enjoyed looking at it. I enjoyed the actors. I've seen them in other things. And Have you seen was, her? Yes, I've. Yes, I have. Oh, I see. <laughs> Having her on the screen made it a lot easier, too. Yeah, there was a movie I saw last yeah. year with her called The Beautiful Fantastic. I'm, I think it came out a couple of years ago. It's an absolutely great movie. But she's she's been in a lot of stuff. She's been in, like, Downton Abbey and stuff like that. She's well-known. Oh, known. really? Okay. And, and, the, and the guy, who the redheaded guy, he's a terrific actor. He's a really good actor. I thought he did a great job in this. All of them did. And I was Carrot engaged. Top. It just... Oh, yeah, Karen. Carrot Tom. Well, he was good. Like this, this movie. I don't know. It felt like it had a lot more to offer. And at the end of the day, I didn't. I don't feel like I have enough answers. I think that's what a lot of people have said, and some people have called it boring. Yeah. Which I don't know if it's actually. I I never really. I was bored by it. 
I'm not bored. I'm just confused. I'm just like, what? What? What's going on? What am I? What? What does it all mean? Well, yes, that's about it. So, I, I like. I still liked it. I, I still liked it. Like I said, it was a, a half head. Yeah, I liked it enough to give it a six and a half. Where you know, if this had just generic characters and didn't look as nice as it did, it probably would have been more like a four and a half, five. But it's really like one of those where I could praise it for you know its cinematography, its its performances and stuff like that. And and there's stuff there. There's stuff it's fine. there. It's just not it's not fleshed out enough. I just don't have a desire to watch it again. And then that's when I when I talk look at my ratings. That's primarily what I do. Is a six is a movie that I saw. I'm not mad that I saw it, but I I'm I'm have no desire to watch it yeah. again. I'm with you on and that. And a six that's and a half is something that. I may watch again, but now the way I talk about this movie, I'm leaning. I think I'm coming down a little more on it because I, the more I hear about it and the more confusion that it's giving, I'm like, well, you know what? I don't think I need to watch this again. I kind of <laughs> want to watch it again just to really just pay attention to all the dialogue, like line for line, see if I'm just missing something where yeah, like all of a sudden it clicks, I, like oh, like oh, uh, that's why the Nazis wanted want the bones, and that's why this and that. If you think it could legitimately jump up. Then, then I commend you for going back. But to me, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of there with you. I don't know if I will, but maybe, maybe. And I do agree with Christian, even though I didn't necessarily blow the power the way others are. I do think it is a slightly better film than this. Well, we almost did it. We keep coming close. Next time, we're going to have a real winner. I'm going to predict it. And if worse comes to worse, we'll just do two old movies and say, fuck it. <laughs> we'll let you go we'll come up with um what do you call it we'll an come old up with, and an old what are those no an old and an old like paired up a certain way and we'll let you guys vote on which one you know what i mean that that's all we can do we'll just take, uh, we'll, we'll make up our own three double features that we want to watch maybe because we might have picked a dog of a year to pick the old and the new format <laughs> but whatever i don't mind fine. it's not terrible you're gonna not like movies that's just the way it works right you got, you got enough you got enough for a top 21 yeah, yet? True. Everyone keeps saying it's I thought early. we said we stopped at 20. I thought, you know I, what? You were you the one what? that came up with this like years I ago. I know. I know I was. But then I thought about it, and I, I didn't think 10 years we were going to be doing this podcast for. But I know Dave has to do all his fangos. But I said to myself, I said, even, I said, even <laughs> if we went another four years, and that's a long time. I said, is it really that big of a deal to, like, give up our gimmick? Like, that's our thing. Like, shouldn't we continue it? Well, what's the difference, honestly? You throw it's one more movie on there and you say one yeah. word about it. I guess it's... Yeah. You're going you're gonna to still know? have fucking uh, shout-outs and stuff like that. Runners-up and shout-outs yeah. and everything. You're going to have well, you're gonna have a list that continues beyond. So what the hell is one more film to talk about? But that's it for today. I'm done. That's I'm it for today. fucking done. I'm done, too. Let's call it a night. Uh, thank you, everybody. Much love. We'll see you next show. Manchichi, Manchichi. Hey, we're all going to get late. <laughs>